Hey, everybody. Good morning. Happy hump day. 7.08 is our time. This is Cancel This. Mm. December 28th. I'm Vic Faust alongside my co-host, Tab of the Hassle, Eric Johnson, and Scotty Gherkin on the boards and the music as well. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. Come, come in to CancelThisShow.com. Once again, CancelThisShow.com. You know we bring it up a little early so you can jump in. People starting to do that as well. Bring the energy like you do every day. That's what we try to do every day. A uh, lot of feedback from yesterday's show with the Colonel, Colonel Joe Adams. Like, you need to get Joe on a lot more. Oh, yeah. You know what, though? People liked Joe yesterday yeah. on video. And the, the people oh, I yes, talked to absolutely. better than the phone. Yeah. Because he Definitely. was even more engaged and looking into the camera and, and you telling want us to stories. Yeah, you want to see the person talking to you. I love that. Yeah. Dude, and we'd love to see you, Tabitha. Good morning. Great. Yes, good morning. <laughs> she was confused. <laughs> what, me? Huh, what? Me? I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I know. Sold? I'm not a fan of cameras, but hey, what can we do? We we know. We know. <laughs> Damn. We I did begged, funny story. I know. I, I'm like, begged you guys. The first time I, we did a camera test, it was 52 minutes. With, no. I like my shot. 52 like days shot. is more like it. It wasn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was just, it was getting Then Scotty used came into the, the mix and he's like, oh my God. Don't touch your camera. Oh my God, where's your diva chair? I literally, I took. Come on now. I took, I took pictures of her settings so right. that she could never touch this. Was it like, wasn't that. It's that there was a gremlin coming in here messing with my a camera gremlin. every day after I left, and it was never the same when I came in. I prefer Scott, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a gremlin. No, no. And this was before your time. Oh. And Vic would say, nobody's over there. And I'm like, I have the <laughs> the real one, the tiniest head on the planet. And my headset's too big for me, even on the smallest setting. So when I come in and my headset's all stretched out, I'm like, somebody was here. Yeah, you look like the poster somebody child. Somebody my of, porridge. You're, you're, the mil, you're the militant conservative. You are, you you can have your own calendar. Just stop it. <laughs> hey, by the way, as everybody gets into the show, we're 7 to 10, Monday through Friday, as you know. Uh, or 7-ish to 10 uh, on the show. Cancel this. Go to canceltheshow.com. For your viewing pleasure, all your platforms right there on the front page. You can also catch our podcast as they are saved after the show. They go straight with our original content to the website. You can check it out. Also, if you ever want to join our show, we'll pop in the video link here. We'll do it just uh, in a little bit. So if you want to join our show, we do have open video lines today. Uh, no specific interviews as of yet. Um, so we'll take your calls. We'll take your videos. Jump in with this from that standpoint. Um, one of the and the party. The party's tomorrow night. We'd love to have party. One of the first things Eric uh, Tabitha told me when she came in this morning, mm -hmm. she's like, there's going to be a lot of people at a well, party tomorrow. There will be a lot of people at that party tomorrow, folks. <laughs> Wenty, 7 p.m. <laughs> uh, in the Chesterfield Valley. Uh, we'd love to see people just hang out. Um, a lot of like-minded people as well. Just a good time to catch up. Yeah. It's still kind of the holiday week. So you never Eric's get, you actually going to be that. there. Scotty's going to be there. You guys don't understand, like, PRL shows, way back in the day, we'd be setting up. We would have our own little, P we'd have our own little cancel this parties. And they don't leave. They want to talk for a long time. And they don't care about anything. Well, that's fine. I know, it's awesome. I can't imagine an event that's literally dedicated to people just hanging out talking about being canceled. 
It's going to be absolutely <laughs> insane. It is. Uh, it's going to be this, very busy. That, this just in, the, the party's canceled. No, 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 no. no I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I thought you were bringing your guitar. No, I'm not. It. I wouldn't have time. I thought you were just like no. playing acoustically no. right no. there on the- My uh, bass? You wouldn't even be able to hear it. It's a bass. It's literally- Yeah, but if you just walk around- Is that a real guitar? guitar? Yeah, it's not even a real guitar. But if you walk around, <laughs> if you walk around with your guitar- that's kind of cool. In like your the, wig. Like, like the gay Cartagero just kind of oh, singing to everybody. All right. <laughs> well, I think you should wear your wig. So the party's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. <laughs> Actually, you should come. By the way, PRL Platinum Rock Legends, Eric's traveling band. Very popular. Eric wears a wig and plays the bass. <laughs> wig. I did invite And he wears sunglasses. I, and tight little pants with I lace did, on them. Usually tonight is our guys night. It's our PRL guys night on Wednesday nights. What does so that mean? We kind of just travel around the city together doing dumbass stuff. Uh, is that uh, like a bonding? Yes. Really? Yes. We're, we're all so the, that's how liberals and conservatives get along. I. Well, no, we all get along. We don't ever bring up politics, but I did. Yeah, but you can't avoid the elephant in a room sometimes. No, you can You can avoid the elephant. The elephant has no place in a PRL guy's <laughs> night, <laughs> that's for go. sure. But with, but I've invited them out, and they might be hanging out with us. Oh, that's cool. They I have, love Impromptu that. performance? No, no, impromptu <laughs> drinking. Trust me. I love that. I, I see love Devery dancing as Michael Jackson on a table already. At Wendy's. <laughs> Not without money. <laughs> <laughs> Something, well, yeah, but the ladies like him. Something tells me they'd be popping some cash up. In, in his little T-bar? His little G-string? Yeah, they might. Something. <laughs> anyway, tomorrow night is be, be a lot Yeah, 7 p.m. We look forward to seeing people as you want to show up. Last night, uh, a friend of mine took me to dinner, which was really cool. Capital Girl, great place. And he's on his way to Chicago today. Had his flight booked. Oh, no. Forget that BS. Yes. Southwest, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, yeah. Man. If you guys have stories, let I us do. know. This is how fast an entire corporation can be brought to its knees yep. and worse. I don't know if it's... When I was in local news, we did a story with Southwest last year. We got one story one day. The next day, we got another story. Then we're like, oh, no, it's, now it's a computer problem. They lie. Oh, now, it, well, it's not a computer problem. What the... So I have, I, have, I have two or three stories of people that have, one was international. One couldn't get to Los Angeles to get But by overseas. the way, my friend, they couldn't get their flight to Chicago, so they got a car and they're driving instead. Good for them. Yeah, like, but BS. but not everybody has the means to get a four hundred and fifty dollar no, rental don't. because and rentals are are sky high. Oh yeah, they're it's ridiculous. But uh, our one of the my friends had a trip planned to Florida to go scuba diving on some wreck. Nope, ain't going to happen because of Southwest Airlines. Another one of my friends was trying to get to L.A. to get over to Indonesia somewhere, over to the Philippines. Nope, that's not going to happen. And What's they, happening over in Indonesia? I, well, it's just the travel. you got to get to Los Angeles or to Utah before you can go overseas, obviously. So that airline canceled. But they don't look at it as canceling. It's like, we can rebook you. And they're like, fantastic. It'll be a few hours. No, it's a week one week, seven days later, they can get him on a plane. <laughs> on a plane. Yeah, while- did you hear the horror stories? There's no, there's Speak, no hotels. Tell in us some what's of these going cities. on, people. No hotels. Thousands of flights canceled. Thousands of flights canceled. People are are in the airport. They don't have their luggage because their luggage is lost or rerouted or who knows where. Nowhere to go. No hotels. Cannot get up to customer service to even request another flight or anything else. It is an absolute nightmare. Some of these people have babies and their baby informa- ba- baby formula and baby clothes and diapers <laughs> are in their luggage and they can't so get to it. And in some the pictures air- of the luggage it's, stacked on top yeah. of each other is amazing. Yeah, in some in some airports it was because they had frozen pipes 
Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, because you never of want a frozen pipe. The weather, that's right. And yeah. other areas, they they claim that it's staff crew shortages. It, no, other areas you, claim that it's computer problems. It I, is. They, they, the the airlines lie to us, no, just like no, the no. government Here's does. Here's the deal. They have our antiquated systems. They all work together. It's called code sharing, okay? They can't just, these systems would be like multi, 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 built millions of dollars to fix. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that every airline, they think they live in a perfect world. They're like, the holidays here, let's just break it down. Holiday season comes up. Southwest Airlines, Delta, American, whatever. They they plan on having every seat filled. They oversell the plane. Yes, Vic. they do. Once they oversell the plane, they bargain. They think that they're going to have a percentage of people that don't show up, so the plane will go out fine. That's the perfect case scenario. If 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 too many people show up to the plane, they give them a voucher to go later than the day or maybe the next day. Free ticket, maybe a couple hundred bucks, and a and a, and a pass to the to the um, watering hole of your choice. That's the perfect case scenario. Now throw on top of that a bomb cyclone across the United States. Okay, throw on top of that airplane pilots not being able to get to their airplanes. Throw on top of that um, the fact that. They don't overworked ha- employees. Overworked employees, and exactly. No stewardesses, flight attendants to work the plane. Yes, that's exactly right. So the, the even truth, if they have pilots, there is a truth of the matter. The truth of the matter was really the the weather and that computer system, like Tabitha said. But there there is a remedy for this. Okay, there is a remedy. I'm not going to put you on a plane uh, un, in an unsafe manner. If it's snowing out, it's not my fault. This is a hand of God. However. We oversold the plane. We will pick up the tab. Unfortunately, you're going to go out of business doing this for everybody to have a hotel room until your next flight. That's the solution. But they won't do this. that. They're and what about the that. other airlines right now? The other airlines are suffering as well. It's just not to the not level as, as Southwest. Well, I had a I had a friend who works with Southwest, and they told me they don't have the employees to do it. They don't have the, they don't have they the don't. staff. Correct. They don't have right. the staff. All of a sudden, that on top of the the shortage of pilots that we've been talking about. Uh, that's coming, and disgruntled employees, the problem that happens, <clears throat> and they can't take it. So then I started to wonder, what about the other airlines? What about Delta? They're, they're hurting. They they're getting nailed. They're all having cancellations yeah, right now. they're getting nailed. I have somewhere on my phone a list of all the cancellations American over the past two days. They're all canceling flights. Yeah. But not thousands like Southwest. They had hundreds Southwest canceled. Is always Southwest has like over 3,000, 4,000 flights canceled. Yeah. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, and some say they're not going to get any flights out until after the. But well, they're not. They're not going to go under. They're not. No, of they're not going to go under. Of course not. Of course not. And, and they have some cheaper flights, and people are going to continue to use that, and people are just going through disasters. Case in point, friend of mine. How about this? He's calling it the Southwest Refuge, not the Southwest <laughs> Airlines anymore, and he sent pictures of some of the crap. Atlanta to Miami leg, after two delays. And three hours preceded mm-hmm. by St. Louis to Atlanta leg, delayed three times over four hours. Yeah. Canceled at 1230 a.m. Monday night while we were at the gate with a crying family of 10 Jeez. who had a Fort Lauderdale-based cruise leaving yes. later that morning. Yeah. Missed it. Gone. Yep. That was yesterday at 11 a.m. Yeah. I, I, so I, he checked into the Renaissance Concourse at mm-hmm. 1.30 a.m., okay. slept to 5 a.m., Ubered to Southwest, <laughs> lost bag office, waited another three hours, Jeez. exhausted, yet worthy of employee of the morning, Compassion says, 
thousands of bags are piling up on us. We don't have the staff to pull your bag. So they're all going to go to final destinations regardless of where owners are stranded. You can be stranded in Atlanta, but your bag's going to Miami. Right. Deal with it. Sorry. True. Can you believe that crap? Yes. That's crazy. Yes, because think of the logistics to, to be able to. We need to give Southwest a government bailout. No, right? no, no. no. <laughs> so Biden comes out with Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. And they're going to they're gonna have an inquiry, and they're going to look into this, okay? He has been an absolute <laughs> disaster, yeah, even, if, even if it has nothing exactly to do with him. But your job as transportation secretary is to take care of fires. Joke. He's a joke. You put out fires. He has been a total loser a in joke. that job from the get-go. It's a joke. But I, I'm not a big let's get the government involved in this kind Neither of stuff. But this is definitely a consumer. It may, be. it may be, Eric. This is a consumer protection kind of a problem. It is. Because I'm going to give you, I don't, I've got a family of five. Let's say each ticket is 300 bucks, and those are the cheap ones. Okay, I just gave you 1500 bucks of my Christmas money. And you, your job is literally to figure out mathematically how to get me to my next destination. That's fifteen hundred bucks. You can't make a fifteen hundred dollar charge become a three thousand dollar charge because now I need a hotel. I have no clothing. I got to go to Walmart and get they clothing. Yeah, they don't you know provide hotels. But so you know, Eric- the, the residual. Pain of all of that yeah. is even worse than the nut of not being able to go somewhere. Well, none of this is unusual. This isn't the first time this has happened. It, it actually happens more it's often stop. than most right. people realize. I can't remember something being this bad. Maybe not outside quite of- as crazy because we have this storm and that has a lot of flights grounded. No question about it. But, you know, during COVID times, whenever they first announced the vaccine mandates and we had all of those pilots going on strike and quitting and retiring. There were thousands and thousands of flight cancellations, people getting stranded, but they didn't have the problem with the luggage uh-uh. like what they're having right well, now. Well, they're trying to, they're literally squeezing all the blood out of this turnip. I mean, just just the fact, the airline industry, is it, they, they make your flights so hard to get to from the layovers. I mean, you have literally 20 minutes sometimes in some of these oh, airports. Oh, I've had to run to, through an yes, airport before. You have seating that is literally... Your your knee your 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 kneecaps are completely sore because you can't fit into the seating. The airline industry is the most abusive thing I've ever seen. Have you in my seen life. the new seats? The new seats that some airlines are going to have. No, are they smaller? They're smaller. How the hell could they be? How smaller? is that possible? And they're they're well, they're almost like it's kind of hard to explain. The seats are shorter, and your legs are kind. They're kind of up high. I don't really know how to explain. I'll have to show a picture of it sometime. But they, but they lean back a Could little bit. Could my ass and legs fit in these seats, Tabitha? Yeah, I think so. I, they're just, it's just shaped different, and that's so they can fit more rows in. So you're going to be a lot closer to the people in front of you. But the seats are more stretched up so that your legs hang down differently. It's hard mm. to explain. So, they look but, like slab So here's seats. the deal. Here's the deal. And this is Cancel this. This is a conservative-leaning show. This is where, you, do you want the government to stick its nose into this industry? Do you want the government if to start? If you're stuck having- in Miami, your bag's in Atlanta, and you've been gone for a day and a half, you it's a problem. want help immediately. It's all right to jump in. Yeah, but now the airline then. industry isn't the only industry that has weather-related uh, problems. But we don't know if this is just weather-related, Eric. It's probably not, and I don't believe. And I don't problem. believe that it's just. Oh, we're having some problems with some computer glitches. Correct. I think I, I don't. they don't right. have pilots. Robert they says don't we have get crew. the government we deserve. True story. Joe says, hey, put our VP on it. 
She'll take care oh, of it. God, just don't. like she did the border. <laughs> please don't. Uh, uh, Robbie says our government is a bigger joke. Um, Drew says, how is it um, Buttigieg's fault? Well, he's the Secretary of Transportation. Well, yeah. When now fires yeah. happen, you take care of it. Yeah. I know you're hardcore left liberal, and that's fine, Drew. Yeah, Drew. But you bring another situation to the table. Drew's like, we never had a pandemic, Vic, so he's blaming this on the pandemic. Okay. No, 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 no. True, uh, okay. true, 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 true. A little prevention would have been nice here. A, a, a law that says maybe it's time to say, you're not allowed to oversell these planes. Maybe there's a law that says if you get in a bind where you can't get a person, maybe you, there's a buffer. And Southwest won't they won't talk to you really. No, they don't. And that's, they're not talking. And that's the other thing. Maybe they need more better customer service. I reached out to service. somebody yesterday. The local news people have a, a certain representative here and there. But outside of that, good luck. Yeah. And I wouldn't be opposed to the government throwing some cash at trying to upgrade these systems. These are expensive no, systems. No, no, and no. These are private companies. <laughs> they have screwed airlines have screwed yeah, but people over since the beginning of time. How many private companies wait, wait, have wait, had wait. bailouts wait, over wait, the wait, years, wait, wait. Tabitha? No, I'm do you against all. Remember the bailouts? I do, and I'm against all of that too. Governments help no pay for the runways. No one should get bailed out. Gr you know, government who's help bailing us out here at Kansas? Government help. That's right. <laughs> wait a minute. No, no, you're wrong. <laughs> it, it, look, if we want these services, they have to get made somehow. No, they're, you, Eric, these these air air these airlines okay, are right. profiting. They're making billions of dollars by overbooking flights by screwing people. They need Good the luck staff. getting it's an your infrastructure money back. Problem. They it need is, the staff. I could care less about them. Come here to Strategic Air and fly their their. Flights. Well, you know what? That's a that, good point. That solves your problem. That's a good point. Is it not worth it to maybe look into alternative ways of traveling? I know that we've had conversations. We need to get Kevin on. We've had yes, conversations we in this in this building about you know what? You can charter a plane, Scotty. If you all if you all pool your money, if you're going to the same place, you can pool your money and fly. Not commercial. I saw a doctor but show a up. But a charter. I, did, I, show, I saw a doctor friend of mine show up here yesterday. Yeah. And now I know why they're here. When they show up. They're here because it, it's a good airline. And you're I'm, not going to get screwed with like at some of these commercial but places. But they, they had a big group of people. Yes. So it may, it's like, oh, well, doctor, they're, they're rich and they can do whatever they want. It's not like us no. common folk. Right. Uh, I bet about 90% of everybody who's stuck right now says, oh, I had that option to fly out yes. in a charter with a group mm -hmm. of people to make it price equivalent and yeah, it's not I as ex do it. yeah it's not as expensive yeah, as a big people group of think. people that were flying out as well yesterday i learned that one day when we when we flew into florida one time and they didn't have any taxis i don't know why they had no yellow cab taxis but we instead we all pulled our money and got a lincoln town car limousine and it was cheaper <laughs> exactly it was cheaper exactly and we had the champagne and a in the back yeah exactly maybe <laughs> rollers Maybe strategic air needs like a community service that no. matches people together. No, but the to rich people money. don't want the secret to get out. <laughs> that could be. I'm true. telling it's not you, the rich people. But they, that's but right. The, the average person can afford to fly private if they do yeah. it the right way. We should but, have a cancel. This, we should sponsor a cancel this charter plane that leaves St. Louis. Can, it just goes one place every day. But I'm yeah. I'm all about that. We could just fly every day and do yeah. the show from the plane. Exactly. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I'd pay another 300 bucks or 600 bucks to I get think, on the charter. I think the four of us need to rule in together in unison against government bailouts for airlines. It's not a bailout. You know it's what, an though? infrastructure problem. No, and yes, no, it is. No, Eric. 
Think about this. You're people, paying for TSA. These are privately owned companies. People are, are public owned. It's a companies. good point. People I get are it. making billions of dollars, and they have plenty of money to update these computer systems. Plenty of money to hire new people. Plenty of money to put all of these people in a hotel. They just choose not to You're do right. it because they they just you, want to make money. It, the, the St. Louis Forget Rams. Them. The St. Louis Rams had a chance to have a keep their NFL football team by having um, public money thrown at a stadium. It's the same thing. It's you're right. They need to have the infrastructure to do their job, and but it is super expensive. It's super time consuming, and you know what? I don't think it's going to get fixed in this. Decade. I don't even care. You know what? I won't fly anywhere. The way I see it, I am so tired of these big corporations making money off yeah. of all of us. Money a lot of these people well, who are flying don't have. No, what? Are, what are you? I'm all for capitalism. I'm saying they're making money. Off of people, a lot of people who are struggling to pay for their airfare, and then they don't they don't update their computer systems. They don't pay their employees right. They don't hire enough people. They don't buy people hotel vouchers. They're not doing anything right. They're just taking the money you and know running, that, you know and that, then they think the government's going to come and bail them out. You know, we have to stop that. It's the that. same risk. Because it's of, not the government bailing them out. No, That's us that. bailing them out. It's, the, it, it's, it's our it's, money. But, mm-hmm. but traveling in the winter during Christmas during a bomb cyclone, there is there is a risk to that. And if you have five people and, and two little kids, you have I I can't even imagine the I pain understand. in my brain a month before that trip. Pain in the brain. I can't even imagine how much anxiety I would have. Hopefully the weather's okay. But this is Hopefully- a holiday week too. <laughs> huh? This is a holiday week on Correct. top of it. Yeah, the, everything that could have gone wrong staffed. went wrong. And there's no rental cars because the rental the rental agencies, rental car agencies, hotels, I, forget I know. about it. Because they none of them care about people. Rental this car course, agencies sold all the cars because they could get a top dollar for them during COVID, I, I so they hate, don't have any cars left. I hate the fact that this has happened to people, but this this falls in line with if you wait to the last minute to get a PS5, you're not going to get a PS5. It's that level of anxiety for me. For, for That's why the Christmas season, I try to stay laid back until after the Christmas season. And if there, you know what I mean? If I did want to take a trip, like skiing or something like that, I wait until way after the Christmas season because this is always a possibility. And that's the, that's just the bottom line. You're right. They were over understaffed. They, the computer Don't system excuses sucked. excuses for them. The computer system sucked. They didn't have the infrastructure to do this. And the only thing we can do right now is feel exceptionally sorry. And they didn't have a the plan. Of, they didn't have a plan of action. Why didn't they have a plan of action? These things happen. Why didn't they already have a plan in place? Because they knew this right. could happen. All right. You know no what? Excuses. Matthew brings up a good point too. I'm all about government keeping themselves to their own situations and staying out of public or private business. I get it, but at the same point in time. I guess, never mind, Matthew's like, the federal government essentially took over the passenger train industry as well. How's Amtrak? How did that work out for us? Right. I, I get it. I mean, it's cool. I wouldn't mind going getting on an Amtrak train, to be honest with you. If you want to take eight days to get exactly. somewhere. That's exactly right. Well, what's wrong with a little hand up sometimes, not a hand out? I, I actually don't have any issue with Amtrak trains. There's, it's safe travel. It's slow, but it's safe. It's not that expensive. Yeah, the rental cars screwed screwed a lot of people. The rental car the issue supply, is... What was the supply and demand, though? It was. You know, they knew. They had all these old cars on the rental lots, and people were paying top dollar for vehicles yeah. at that time. Wouldn't you? So they sold them Wouldn't all. Wouldn't you? 
There was a car shortage, chip shortage. Hell they yeah, sold that's all the a good cars. point, Eric. You're yeah. right. And and as a private business owner, that's their right to do. But as consumers, exactly. we got screwed. But absolutely that's so. Right. And they better not get bailed out from anything either. I'm tired of government bailouts. Amen, sister. Cindy says, Eric, we need to be more prepared for the fact that it's going to take more time to get somewhere now and yes. more yes. time to get home. Yes. From somewhere. Exactly. Yes, so right. guess what? Another example of America not being the place that it once was because of issues that come up, because of companies, as Tabitha say, that refuse to have the correct amount of employees because they're trying to get the bottom line where they want it. Public companies, of course. It's all about money, 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 money. And consumers are the ones who get screwed yep. in the end. And the, and the airlines have already been bailed out time mm-hmm. and time again. They take the money and run, and they never fix the problem. Yes. What have they been bailed out? They Oh, they've received government bailouts over the past, what, 10 years? You're seeing, you're, look. They need to pay it back, right? Yes. It should be a loan. And they That's do. our they money. Do. People don't understand. That's our money. Government bailout With means interest. you're paying it. They do. They Not pay the that government. That's back. your money. It, it happens. And, you know, it's like you are either the kind of person that is, you know, there's a traffic jam on the highway. So you get off the highway and you try to take the back streets. You look for alternative methods. That's how I am. You're that service road guy. I am. You? I am. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I know. That's like rolling the dice, baby. Well, it is. you know sometimes. I'd rather be moving than be sitting still in a traffic jam. And there's a lot of people. Even if you're moving and you don't know if you're going to get to your destination quicker. But I'd rather be moving. I'd rather have it in my own hands going through subdivisions, back roads, (laughs) than be on Highway 70 when there's a traffic accident down there. So that's, everybody has their own destiny, their own destination. I'm Right now, the way that our airlines are set up, I think I would never take a family of five down to Florida in the winter during during this break. It's very unpredictable. Never. I'm you, sorry. I you just always do it. take but, chances. Wait, but there's your Americana dream gone, Eric. Is it people, really? No, it's just the infrastructure is not be, set up yet. I, oh my god, it's not there yet. This is this is everybody has money we're going to travel into 2023. now. 2023. You need more airplanes. You need you need a, a more friendly way of traveling. The TSA is antiquated. It's still nine eleven to them. I'm telling you, there's nothing pleasant about the day that you go to the to the airport and the day you come back. That's got to get fixed. Well, and it's getting ready to get worse because I just read an article this morning that the airlines are going to start potentially COVID testing people again oh for international Lord. flights. <laughs> no. Hey, by the way, before Tabitha jumps in, yeah, that. my God, Tabitha, <laughs> I need some sorry. Prozac. Well, China's trying to bring back COVID. They yeah, are. I know they are. I'm sorry, it sucks. Oh, COVID's so serious now because they saw what they were able to accomplish That's the first time around. Such a uh, good point. By the way, coming up, I don't know, in about 10, 15 minutes or so, uh, we're going to talk to the owner of Strategic Air Services. One of the owners, love it. Uh, Kevin is going to come in and join us, Malutnik. And explain, you won't want to miss this, just how easy it can be. Not saying it's easy, 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 but easy to fly privately. It's a fantastic story. It's It's great information. Absolutely. It's a VIP experience. Yes. No Um, question. You know what? When you have to deal with situations like what's going on the airlines, um, he'll come in. He'll be great to talk to you from that. Okay. Back to COVID. (laughs) <laughs> there, <laughs> bring him back. Tell me what the hell is going on. They're going to start. Come on, testing for international oh flights. And who is responsible for this? It, it, this the this it would be the Biden the Biden regime, I should say. Pedo Peter, what he would like oh, to do God. is bring <laughs> Pedo back Peter. Who's that? 
Come on now. You she's don't know been who Pedo Peter, Peter, Peter ever since. Like for pedo tube on the side no, of an no, airplane? No, 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 Eric. You His m- daughter said she used to take showers when he wasn't home. No, whenever they whenever they hacked into According to Tabitha. Hunter Biden's cell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. She's going to sneeze. <laughs> when they when they when they hacked into Hunter Biden's cell phone, um, they, hung, they hacked into. Sorry, what the hell? I have a heart arrhythmia, and when my heart starts, oh boom, no, boom, 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 you're it makes scaring me, me. It's fine. It's fine. So whenever um, they hacked into Hunter Biden's cell phone, yes. he had Joe Biden listed as Pedo Peter in his cell phone. <laughs> Eric, you didn't know this. I didn't know this. <laughs> and at all. so it, it said Pedo Peter and Jill. So that Hunter Biden calls his dad Pedo Peter. Oh my, oh my God! God. I, I I laugh only. So Are you guys die. ready for these uh, these inquiries in the in the house when they get back to the house? These uh, uh, investigations. Are you guys? It's going to be like for me. You know what it is? It's going to be like reality TV. No, it's theater. Is it going to go anywhere though? Everything's 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 theater, and that's what this deal. It's theater. I think with China is if you go out on you, you can only find it from from my experience on Telegram. I'm all about Telegram. If you go out to Telegram, you'll see all these videos coming out of China right now. Wait a second. What did you, you say? Telegram? Telegram. Have you never been on no, Telegram? Oh, my God. Is Telegram? Telegram is a wealth of information. And we actually, we don't have a cancel this Telegram channel, but we're, go, we're going to have one. I'm going to make one mm. for us. So if you go out to Telegram, you can check out all of these videos coming out of China. And it, remember back before COVID started here in the United States, we had all of these videos coming out of China showing people at a bus stop just collapsing under the ground. People were walking okay. down the street I saw those. collapsing in, under the ground. And it just scared everybody, including myself, half to death not yes. knowing what was coming our way. Well, right now in China, they're putting out all these videos. And I don't know if it's propaganda. It very well probably is. Or if it's real, if they've unleashed something new. I don't know what's going on. Okay. But what the videos are depicting is bodies just stacked up at the mortuaries, bodies stacked up at the hospital, stacked on the floors in the Where? hospital rooms, all throughout China, mainly in Beijing. And it, and it's just wild to see this. And then there's so many people right now dying, they claim, from COVID, that they're telling people when your relative <clears throat> or your loved one passes away, you have to keep their body at home for up to six weeks because there's no room at the mortuary, and they're doing these crazy funerals in the parking lots. A, one by one by one, the, the minister is just walking up to each family in the parking lot. It's probably propaganda. It's probably not true, but it's really reason? wild. I, well, the only thing Why I can China think of— China want to be known as this, this uh, they don't COVID— Because they don't give a truck. But why? I mean, what's the <laughs> That's point? That's why. Don't you want to be known because as— Because we're a, China, and we're ready to take over the world— and we don't care what the rest of the world thinks. Case in point, people forget about China. <laughs> China, when everybody else was right in the heart of what was happening with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, there was one country that refused to say anything about Ukraine and Russia. It was China. That's right. Because China and Russia are they're hand getting in hand. To, they're getting to know each other, Eric. We got to find out more about this because I really would like to know but why you're shutting the COVID, down 25 million people. So the, co- cities. So, so the Biden administration is bringing back international so, COVID testing. So because of all of this that's going on in China and how China is claiming that they're having thousands of people every day dying from COVID, once again, the the Biden administration, the Biden regime, they're coming out and saying we are contemplating 
that we're going to start testing international flights once again for COVID. They're going to start giving out those fake PCR tests um, what's at the, the airports for international flights. And by the way, if you forgot, PCR tests were never intended to test for a COVID vaccine, hence, or excuse me, a COVID virus, hence the maker of the PCR test. Uh, yeah, right. we'll go back to 101 on that. So wait a second. The Biden administration, you say, Tabitha, wants to maybe look at PCR testing again. But what about our southern border? Ex- oh, yeah. They what don't about, about everybody down there? coming across the border? Just the big sham down there. Even the ones coming across legally. Not being tested. No one's they being tested. And they tested. never were. They were never tested. They were not forced to wear masks. But national media will not tell you this. And, of course, local media doesn't really get into it because they say they don't have the resources. And they don't want to just do their own stories. All right. All the right. border is one of the most oh. frustrating things to talk about because it's, it's all it, lies and propaganda. It, it's not only that, it's that the United States government has argued in front of the Supreme Court that they want Title 42 lifted. They're not, I mean, think about it. You have no plan. You're the United States government. You're the Solicitor General for the United States in front of the, the Supreme Court. And you are not there going, look, guys. We need Title 42 to stick around because we have no plan to deal with this. And we get it. It's only a Band-Aid. But if you guys would just kind of not, you know, withdraw Title 42. No, the government was the opposite. They're like, we need you to get rid of this thing. It's nefarious. The The incoming governor of Arizona has basically said, we want to get rid of all of these shipping containers on the border that help protect people, our well, border. No, she's been the, the governor, Hobbs. Hobbs, I'm sorry. She's already been there. Hobbs. Well, she would no, she was the no, Ducey was the governor. Oh. She was the secretary uh-huh. general. There you go. Sorry. Um, but she coming in is saying, we are getting rid of these shipping containers that have been acting as a surrogate to the fence. And why would you do that? Well, You're the governor of a state that has at least tried to protect itself with this governor Ducey. See what I'm saying? I, I do. What I, is going on? It's it's all propaganda. It's, <clears throat> it's all theater. Title forty two means zilch. But, but the reason I asked that, I don't get any answers from any of the news. None of You're the news. You're not going outlets. to get answers. None. They just the, carry the propaganda. So, so we get what's going on. I can't take much more video drone footage of people coming across the border, Vic. Because you now get used that's. To it. That's not the story. And by the way, we're talking about the the COVID lockdowns, things happening. We'll get into that. Eric brought up Title 42. It all kind of intercedes together. And coming up in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so, we're going to be talking with strategic air services owner Kevin Malutnik about how simple. I don't want to say simple. I don't want to use the word. About how flying privately may be an answer to what's going on from a corporate standpoint. It's not marketed. But anyway, getting back to we'll come back to him. But my thing is this. The news story is not these people coming over in freezing temperatures. They're not. It's not being drowning in the Rio Grande. It's not. Be, it's not um, turning yourself into border agents. It's not. It's not any of that stuff anymore. To me, from this point forward, is why, why Joe Biden are you making it so no impediment to coming from Central America, Mexico, Cuba, China. Russia, wherever you're coming from, why are you not making it so they go into the at least go into a door? Well, because they can't. Okay, but that needs to start. They wouldn't wouldn't be given asylum if they come through a legal port of entry. They are denied. Ninety nine percent are denied through a legal port of entry. So they're coming through any little place they can along the border. But Title 42 
is propaganda. It's just a sham. Yeah. It, it was all theater for television because, you know, how, remember how the past couple of days you can go and you can see all those folks lined up on the other side of the border saying, oh, if we get rid of Title 42, those people are all going to come over. The government did that on purpose because they don't stop people from coming over. Anyone who wants to come over, mm. when there's 233,000 people in one month coming over, they're just letting people come over. They have The Border Patrol has checkpoints set up along the border. When people come over, they don't have to run. They don't have to hide. They walk up to a table like Vic sitting here at the table. They check in. They're given their processing information. And then they go on and they're released into the United States. They're given their airplane ticket. Those people did not have to be stopped on the Mexico side. The government did that to... To just for propaganda for the news. Yeah. Propaganda is all over the place. It's propaganda with 42, which Eric brought up, and the border. There's propaganda with China. That really set a, a spark with people this morning, as people tell us China's pushing the jab. Uh, Robert says, without American money, without the American market, how does China economically exist? Uh, Vice versa. Adrian, if China let it out, it's propaganda. I also noticed Telegram uses a ton of... <laughs> Of GB on my phone, maybe lots of spyware. What's GB? I don't know. I I love Telegram personally. <laughs> I've not noticed that on my own phone. I don't know. Lizzie, I, I get a lot of information. Lizzie from says Stacy Jones. They sure are talking about China. We have friends that live in China. It's locked down hard. Mask everywhere. Here's one, Eric, that I wanted you to get your thoughts on. <clears throat> Robbie reminds us lockdowns are back at the arch. Yeah, I am done with it's the health departments back. and the CDC. Our government have censored doctors who've told the truth. And we're all putting that out right now. Now we're finding out doctors censored. Um, You had reporters censored because they were trying to bring up truth. Our government has censored the doctors that told the truth and propped up the docs pushing the propaganda. That's what America is. Many people have died, and it's all because they wanted to push a vaccine that never really worked and hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Um, once again, yeah, Matthew says, by the way, mask, mask required at the Gateway Arch. Yes. What the hell? Why? Because it's federal. And guess what? Yes, that's exactly but right. Guess federal, what? federal. And there's no types of, it doesn't matter if you're wearing a blue surgical mask or if you have a sock wrapped around your face. No. And so silly. Which you know, is a, abs- I mean, seriously, think about this. What a joke. I mean, where's the education? Where is the standpoint? Well, this is why we're wearing the mask. And this is where the scientific evidence and data sits. There isn't any. No. My Lord. It's, it's, it, it wasn't surprising. What's Biogen, guys? I, for, I didn't know what the Biogen product it, was. Jill says she wished she would have kept her stock that she bought a couple years ago. I think it's vaccine-related. Oh, <laughs> that would make sense, I guess. Or testing-related. And then um, Matthew Hicks says, you guys are great today, by the way. We appreciate you jumping in. This is Cancel. They should go to canceltheshow.com to check out other viewing platforms as well. Local media, four minutes after the hour, a J6 story. I rarely randomly watch local news, and all they know is J6, an orange man band. Okay. It's true. And, and it's about to come to an end. And you saw the the last hurrah from the Democrats as they were leaving the building. They said, January 6th, here's a here's a thanks, Jill. COVID test. I here's gotcha. a here's a criminal referral for you. Here's a one point nine trillion dollars in money. But I mean, that was the Democrats uh, going away party is what we just saw. Now, 
Things are about to change in 10 days. Things are going to change. And that's why this, this show is so important because we know what is happening in the world. We want to know why it's happening in the world. And I think that I'm hoping it's not too late. Well, people have to have a place. I hope it's not too late. I hope that we can get to a why things are happening before a lot of people are very scared. Like Joe, C- Colonel Edwards yesterday, he was afraid. He moved to damn Adams. Um, Co- Colonel Adams. He, he <laughs> was Joe he, Adams. He moved to uh, Washington, Missouri, because he's afraid of what's co- what's coming down yes. the pike. Yeah, I'm hoping. I wouldn't say he's afraid. Oh, sure, he, he is. wants to be prepared. He's talking about. Well, you know what? If this is what happens because I'm in the military, then I go here to make sure that I'm ready for the battle that's coming. No, I would w- definitely want to be in on his side in any of those oh, things. Hell but yeah, you would be. But. You know, he did it for a reason. He saw something come down the pike. And every time, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, that I ask people like that a question, the people that are in the know, the people that did work at these these uh, intelligent agencies, don't you always feel like you're playing a game of uh, charades with them? Like, sounds like uh, bigger than a loaf of bread. They just, they will never be well, able to answer the involved. questions. Joe Adam, Colonel Joe Adams, he's still involved in different types of uh, government things. And he still has a lot of intel that comes to him from people he knows. And he there are things he cannot repeat. No, it is. And it all gets back to where the government is. If they put back in, the government that is, the COVID testing for international flights, Tabitha, what a disaster. It, what an absolute disaster and they can that do would that be for this country. Because you know what's different between now and Because COVID? there is no reason. We have already shown it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't help right. anybody especially if somebody's even vaccinated. We already know this. Even if you're vaccinated, yeah. we have proved it. You're still going to infect other people, maybe. And then you want to talk about testing people so you're not going to allow them to get on a flight because we still don't know if the testing is the flu or if it's COVID. Yeah. You're right. And you I, know what? There's not a darn thing we can do about it. RSV. Because they passed that biosecurity I Here's law. the deal. You cannot get vaccinated. Uh, an original vaccination at Walmart anymore. They have flu signs up, flu flu vaccination signs up. Well, that's, that's the flavor up. of the day. It's flu now. Well, you know what? I think that we've. It's the flavor of the week. Yeah, you know, here's okay. You want to get here? How does the back? How does the COVID in China right now affect us? Is it a different strain? Did they find out it was more deadly? Is there something coming from China that we need to be worried about? Because we we've. There's we something have, going on in we China. We have burned all the wheat in the United States. There's not a lot of people that okay. haven't been exposed what do you think, to it one way Tab- or another. Okay, Tabitha, because you were studying more China than any of us here. What do you mean something's going on? You think that's a new virus? I think there's there we go. something something's going on Something's been cooked up in a Wuhan lab again China. or something? Well, what, what I, if the videos are real. Now, the videos might be propaganda, but I saw so many of them that they appear to be real. Now, someone on the comment line said maybe it's just all the people who died when they were locked in their apartment for weeks. That's possible. But but I it, it did look like real bodies. There certainly were a lot of people out there. It could be propaganda. But what concerns me is that COVID wasn't enough. It didn't scare us enough. It didn't kill enough of us. <laughs> and I, I'm serious, Eric. It didn't control enough of the population. So... I'm wondering, did they release something new, and now that's making its way around? Because China should have herd immunity by now. They shouldn't have all of these deaths. When you're no. seeing, when you're seeing all, I mean, look at our country here. We're They're not, tested daily. That's what somebody from our they our, are tested daily. Can you imagine that? 
Got to get your daily test. So there's sh- no reason all these people in China should be dying from COVID. COVID's been around too long. It's it's the newer mutant versions of it are very mild. This shouldn't be happening. So either it's propaganda or they've released something new. One or the two. It can't be the regular COVID. So Drew Collins just called you Doomsday Tabitha. Well, that's no, okay, she's, Drew. She's, no, she's it's drama called Tabitha. telling. Stop, both of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love. You. I mean, I can just not tell. I can I just asked come you to in please say no, 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 no. and I can talk about puppy that, dogs and sunshine all day, and then you guys will be left job. in the dark and not know what's going on <laughs> in the world. That's my job. No, Tabitha, I asked you to please I know explain you did. China because we need to hear it. Is and it, and most not people possible aren't seeing that, these videos. Is it not possible that China locked down their their society with like they literally welded people into their into they their literally buildings? Did. Do, is it possible that they're seeing literally their first round of no. bit of co- no 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 they, really Ch- COVID has been no, circulating yeah. through China. It started in China. Hello, it's been circulating there since at least October of 2019. If, if not sooner, and so. No, they, these people should have herd immunity. There is no reason why they're having thousands of deaths every day. Yeah, from I got COVID. another idea. Something's going on. Uh, could it possibly be from the vaccine? It, that's a good. That's a very good possibility. We have seen that here in America. Now we're trying to find out, as I've explained before, and I know we have a lot of new listeners who come on, and I have reached out to other cardiologists as well to join us on the show, including one who is massive on Instagram who was canceled. Because as he says, everybody loved me when I was talking about broccoli and vegetables. They believed everything I had to say. And then when I started to talk about the problem with the vaccine and masking and how it hurts a physical body, I was canceled. I have reached out to him. I won't say his name yet. We'll see if we can get him on the show. But once again, I have to tell the story real quick. Once again, the cardiologist that I had a chance to hang with last April, some of the top cardiologists in America saying something is going on. And we don't know if it's from COVID or if it's from the vaccine. And one of the docs looked at me and was like, vaccine. And they will never say it publicly, but they wished that national media, national docs, health departments would actually say, listen, we don't know if the vaccine is 100% healthy. But if you think it is for you, do it. I had a doc say, the cardiologist saying that. Privately, we just wish that people would say it. So, yeah, could it be we see more and more people dying, not trying to freak people out for any of us that have gotten the vaccine, just trying to bring it to the table because it's not talked about nationally. That's such a good point you make. We know these people are all vaccinated. And a lot of people in the comment line are saying, well, China doesn't have herd immunity because they've been locked down for two years. That's not that's not true. China, they were locked down for a long time and then they were released from lockdown and they were living their lives and working and going about their business, but being tested every day. And then then they started the lockdowns again a couple months ago, and then they had people where they couldn't leave their apartments at all. They were actually delivering food to apartment buildings. They would not let the people out. And now most of those restrictions in most areas of China have already been released. And, and a lot of people in China are back to living their lives. Not everyone, but a lot of people. But the videos I'm seeing come out of Beijing. But Vic... You, you made such a great point. What if it's what if all of these deaths are attributed to the vaccine and not COVID at all? No, it, it should make you okay. His name's Dr. Joel Kahn, K A H N, and he's going to join us. I got to stick him in. Fridays are the best. I'd love to get him this Friday or next Friday. I know we've got a guest already booked for Friday. It's part of our Paranormal Friday. You won't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, look up Dr. Joel Kahn. He literally just. He just uh, confirmed 
um, he was America's healthy heart doc who dared go against the system and was canceled because he's like, wait a second, there's a whole nother side. Uh, we'll have Dr. Joel Kahn on this Friday or next Friday. I'll take care of that as soon as the show ends. But that's the doc. Go figure. I say there's a cardiologist that was canceled because he's like, wait a second. We're not giving the full story to Americans or anybody in the world. And um, so I reached out to him, and we'll get him. We'll talk to that cardiologist. But don't think for a second that cardiologists in this country are all gung-ho about Absolutely. thinking that the vaccine is taking care of everything. Yeah, it comes down to this for me. It's um, the, the lesson learned was the government never should have stifled anything that we were saying. I'm, I'm actually horrified that, when, that I went through a period of life in the United States of America where if I said something, I was in risk of being canceled or being shunned or being deplatformed or whatever it was. People made decisions one way or another. There were only two decisions. You were either going to get vaccinated or you were not going to get vaccinated. Both were your right. Your right to, to risk your life by not getting vaccinated and one to risk your life by getting vaccinated. Those were the two choices that you had. So Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> so my whole thing is this. The, the, the takeaway, the postmortem on COVID-19 for this country, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Drew Collins, or Tabitha Hassel, you are allowed to say whatever you want on whatever media you want to say it on. And if you get hassled by another American citizen, that's okay because that's what this country was built and founded on. We have got to at least pull back to that point, in my opinion, because even if it's not true, even if, if, even if vaccinations were super safe, people had the right to say, I don't trust this thing. It seems like there's a lot of international soccer players at 27 years old dying out of nowhere. That is illegal. That, that, that got a lot of people kicked off of Facebook or whatever it was. So I think that the takeaway for me, take a look at China. Are there people dying over there? Okay, maybe we have to prepare for that. But we should be able to say whatever we want, whenever we want, without the FBI, CIA, DOJ looking at our text. Do they, look at, our, move to do Russia. they look at our text? They sure did. Oh, wow. That is a data oh, point yeah, that we can right. trust. That happened. Well, you can trust that data point right we there. We just want to share information. But the whole China thing? I'm not I don't trying know about. to rip anybody or any ideas or governments. It's no. an opportunity for people to share their opinions, share their education, share their opinions, and be educated by other people, too. Maybe have some good times at the same point. And I'll, here's one That's great example. Monday through Friday here from 7 to this 10 is a great Central Time. Example. Back in the day, war on COVID, this little band of merry men, we had 3M on the radio show. Mm -hmm. We said, we went, we're begging you, tell us. Tell us, great people from 3M, that these these masks work. Please tell us that, and we will be so happy. They literally got on our show and said, "You guys are nuts. It's like trying to it's like trying to pick up sand with a tennis racket. <laughs> if you think you're going to stop the virus with a piece of cloth, I guess that message didn't get to the arch. It didn't get to the damn arch. <laughs> Let's so go we, up there and protest. We did the work that the national media should have done. Hell yes, we did. That's what we continue to do. And that's what free freedom of speech has to do with the show. Is we have we have the opportunity on in a public forum to talk about questions that we have that eventually, Vic, were stifled by every single social media company on the planet. That's Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust, Scotty Gherkin on the boards. Hey, don't go anywhere. We're gonna take a quick break. Eric's gotta get another coffee. Um, 
we got to come back. When we come back, we're going to have the owner of Strategic Air Services, the beautiful luxury airport hangar at Spirit Airport in Chesterfield, Missouri, where we broadcast live out of, on the show to talk to us about what's happening with this airline disaster right now. And to educate you, Eric says it just hasn't been marketed that well. Opportunities that exist with flying private. Yes. It, it is fascinating. It blew my mind when I started to look at some of the pricing versus how easy it is to travel. And we're going to get into that too. Share the show as always. Canceltheshow.com. Once again, share the show. I don't know what platform you're watching us on. We have several there at canceltheshow.com. But, 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 even if you're not watching on YouTube or Rumble, go there, like, subscribe, hit the bell to let you know when we're coming on. It gets it more popular. It sends it out there. And if you like our content, hell, why wouldn't you want it out there more? More and more people continue to watch every day on all kinds of platforms, not only live, but throughout the day, you can get our original content, our original podcast as well, which are saved after the show ends as well. Uh, if you take a quick break, keep it on. Come right back. We'll be back with a few minutes. We'll be talking with Kevin Malutnik of Strategic Air Services about this airline industry disaster and alternatives for you right after this. Hey guys, welcome back in to Cancel This. I'm Vic Faust with Tap of the Hassle. Eric Johnson, Scotty Gherkin, <clears throat> our producer, working the boards this morning. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. December 28th is the date. By the way, a couple of housekeeping notes uh, before we join uh, Kevin Malutnik, our guest, uh, to talk about uh, the airline industry and possible other options and the cool business that he has here at Strategic Air Services. Uh, the holiday party, the kickoff party. For cancel this tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central Time. I know we have listeners all across the country. It'll be at Wendy's in the Chesterfield Valley, one of our initial sponsors to the show. Uh, come out, love to meet people, a lot of like-minded people, have a good time. What else are you going to be doing tomorrow night on a Thursday night? Seven to close. Um, love to meet you, love to talk. If we can, we'll get Eric out there with his um, wig and his guitar. We'll you don't see have enough money. You don't have enough money. I would never come out. You are to you are a bought and paid for kind of guy. You know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. Expensive. How much cash do you have? A lot. Uh, we had a terrific first hour of the podcast. Um, speaking about the disaster that is Southwest Airlines recently, things happen in their businesses. Also, getting into what's happening in China right now, mm -hmm. and possibly as Tabitha put out there, had a couple of us wondering what the hell is happening. Uh, our government, the United States government, talking about possibly testing again, PCR testing for international flights. Well, we bring in our friend, Kevin Malunik. Do I pronounce your last name correctly? He needs Kevin a microphone. Malunik? He needs a microphone. Oh, we're going to get his microphone over there. Scotty, Scotty. <laughs> no, no, no. Come no, on, no, no, Scotty. No. He doesn't need to no, talk. No, no. no, it's we should have five and we have four in this thing. And it's so, coming in. Yeah, one of, them right. just, one of them just disappeared. Huh? One of them just disappeared out of the closet. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah what happened with that? We literally have a set of gear that has gone missing. We yeah. have, it's because we're in St. Louis County. We have no protection whatsoever. Stop it. Stop it. So anyway, we appreciate everybody jumping in. The comments, uh, you guys make the show. Of course, share the show, share the show. Canceltheshow.com is the website. You can pick out a viewing platform there for what you want to do. Uh, and, of course, uh, jump in. Let us know uh, what you want to do. I promise we'll, if you want to join our show today uh, via video link, we would love to have you there as well. Um, everything that we do is about you guys. So yes. if you can, jump in tomorrow night, and we'll get rocking and rolling from there. 
Tabitha assures us she is fine. You scared me earlier in the first hour when you oh. stopped talking for a second. That's a serious issue. I have a heart arrhythmia, and every once in a while, you're not the only person. And when that happens, I can't talk. I'm just like, there's nothing I can do about it. So it doesn't mean I'm not going to die. It doesn't mean you're upset with the person you're talking to. It <laughs> no. just don't take it personal. Uh, Kevin Milutnik joining us with Strategic Air Services. You heard some of our, our, our content this morning. You see what's happening with Southwest Airlines right now. Yes. Um, I, I guess that's good for what you guys do. First of all, tell us what you do with Strategic and then what you think about what's happening with Southwest. Well, we do multiple things here. Uh, we manage aircraft. We buy and sell aircraft, all private jets. Uh, buy and sell aircraft, manage aircraft. Um, for people who already have them, we'll hangar the aircraft. And we just opened a new business called Icon Aviation Solutions that we will do interiors on aircraft. So, uh, yeah, very vertically integrated. It is awesome. I, it's, it sucks that we can't invite people over to see, to show them what you showed us the other day. I mean, you can with some. It just depends on what airplanes we have in. Yeah, if because ours, the, it's not, not as big of a deal. It's the customization of the interiors of those planes that is actually the most fascinating thing. It's like, let's just buy a piece of junk Gulfstream, and then we <laughs> rip it apart, and we go and make it look like that. It's, well, you, it's unbelievable. You don't ever want to buy a piece of junk. So no. <laughs> <laughs> With anything. I don't care how it looks. Especially the, unless it's, it's a house and you're going to rehab it. <laughs> you can have the best-looking airplane in the world. Wait a minute. But uh, if, the, if the maintenance isn't up to par and it's not uh, structurally sound, doesn't matter what the interior looks like. I have so many questions, and I know we got to start with South. I, I know that he's going to yell at me, but no, go ahead. Let's start with Southwest, no. and then I'll buckle back. Yeah, let me. I want to yell at you. Give me a reason. What do you want to ask? You Kevin? said don't buy a piece of junk. Is it possible to just go out? Do you would you ever consider buying a plane that maybe has a lot of hours on it that maybe is a little bit older and say I can refurb that thing and I can flip it and make a lot of money? Oh. Absolutely. It just all depends. It, that's not a piece of junk. A piece of junk is an airplane that's missing logbooks or that has bad maintenance history or maybe it's been sitting in uh, the Congo for five years. Yeah. Uh, that's a piece of junk. An airplane that, when, when I go look at an airplane, I don't look to see how pretty it is. I look at the logbooks, the maintenance records, I look mm -hmm. at who operated it, and you know we look at the airplane to make sure that we do a good uh, pre-purchase evaluation on it uh, to ensure that it's it's bones are good. It's yeah. like going to look at a house. You know, it's got good bones. The inspection's good. It's got yellow wallpaper. You know, yeah. all of this. You can easily fix that. Eric, so, are you happy now? Did I you am. get your personal questions answered uh, yeah, well, Let's move on because I'll, I'll come back around. <laughs> I have so many questions, but it's all right. All right, you heard what's going on with Southwest. It's an absolute disaster. You may know somebody, Kevin, that's dealing with some of the crap that's going on. Uh, when that happens, I mean, come, just be honest. It's canceled this round. Does it make you go, oh, this can help our business. Oh, the airlines are our, our biggest marketing tool. Um, COVID uh, from from 2020 was the best thing that happened for my business because when the airlines, you know, took a dump and continued to, uh, people didn't want to fly on the airlines. They didn't want to wear masks. They didn't want to sit next to other people. They didn't want to do all of these things. So all, people started buying buying airplanes or buying a fraction of an airplane yeah. or a portion of airplane or some people started chartering. Um, they, it was easier. They didn't want to deal with all the restrictions. They didn't want to deal with the airline restrictions outside of the government restrictions. And uh, business took off. Uh, there were more first-time airplane owners from 2020 till now than there ever has been. Yeah. And you need a lot of consulting with that because 
like myself, I'm a pilot, but I fly like literally Cessnas. Mm-hmm. I mean, little teeny planes or maybe a multi-engine plane every mm-hmm. now and then. But I I'm always have to be recurrent, and I'm always thinking, man, maybe I can just buy one of those. But you don't have any range. You can, mm-hmm. like, fly from right. here to wherever. With a jet, you can get on the thing. You're in Los Angeles within, what, three hours, three and a half hours, and you're you're all the way through. And But it's expensive. I mean, there's a, there's a cost, a barrier to entry with it. How do you... How would you consult with people that maybe don't have the means, but they they want to kind of participate in this charter lifestyle? So there's different ways to do it, and expensive is relative uh, to how you handle the cost. Okay, you know, um, it, you don't have to buy an airplane. You right. can charter an airplane. You can have a friend with an airplane. Yeah. Um, but you know, what's your time worth? You know, airplanes are not ever going to be a money maker. They're never going to be cash positive. They're, they're time machines. Right. Um, if I'm going to go from here to Chicago and I'm going to fly on Southwest, well, when, when Southwest was normal, <laughs> um, you know, I would show up an hour and a half beforehand, go through security, check your baggage, sit around and wait, hope it's on time. Yeah. You know, it's a 45-minute flight. Um, you're probably going to spend, you know, four hours yeah. in the Chicago, which you could almost drive. Right. Um, you come get on one of our aircraft, you pull up on the ramp, you get on the airplane, you're up there in 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you land, you're not having to wait for luggage or anything else. So it's it's a time machine. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because in that case, you're, you might be spending a little bit more money, but you're getting a lot more for your money. Because I can tell you, when you come in here, it's a VIP experience. You have a beautiful building. Like you said, you walk in, you go right out onto the tarmac. It's such an easy transition. Yeah, we're we're not a public FBO. We're a private facility. Yes. So the only people who are supposed to be in here are the people who are supposed to be in here. Um, you're not going to just walk off the street and come in here like a lot of other. Have you seen some of the people Eric brought in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're well, <laughs> anyway. I'm just going to get Or I brought in. <laughs> but the services you offer are amazing. I mean, I am thrilled to death that our studio is here in your hangar. It is a beautiful place to come every day. And if I have the option to just pay a little bit more money to fly out of here, if I have to book with a group or whatever, however people do it, hopefully you can tell us to save a little bit money but be able to fly out of here, I would definitely do it. And by the way, yes, we're in Chesterfield. We're at Spirit Airport. That is where Strategic Air Services is located. Uh, Some people jump in. I know we have people listening all over the country. You may come in at a certain time. We broadcast live out of Spirit Airport in Chesterfield, Missouri, where this luxury hangar is located. It's amazing. Let's get to the let's get to the nuts and bolts. I want. Can, oh, you, I'm let, sorry. can you let him a- a- answer <laughs> yeah, first? Answer Please. her first, and then go <laughs> to him, and then come to me. There are many different ways to do that. Um, you know, if most of the airplanes that you fly will have anywhere from eight to twelve seats on it. You know, you can depending on where you're going and and how long you're staying there. <clears throat> Uh, you know, if everybody pays for their own seat, just like you would on an airline. Yes. Um, yes, it's going to be more. But, you know, it's, it's pennies more to go first class, right? Oh, my God. It, it, I would do it in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Well, can you give us some examples? People are asking for examples. What, for example, if you could give somebody an example, how many people would it take in a group? What kind of, like, how much more would you pay to do private uh, as opposed to doing one of the airlines? How many people would it take? To come in together. Let's say, for example, hey, there's eight people. We're looking to go to Nashville. Uh, eight people. Mm. We're looking to go okay. to Chicago or, you know, Florida. 
Um, how many people would it take to come in to start making it cost effective? And are those planes available? Yeah, it, it depends on the airplane. Um, you get a smaller airplane. It's only, you know, six or seven, maybe eight seats. Uh, let's say like a, a Citation Bravo. I bought a Citation Bravo yesterday. Yes. It operates very, very inexpensive. Um, for the average person, what is for that? The you and Eric person, get it. You're speaking a different language to me. So for the average person, let's say that cost $2,000 an hour to fly that airplane. Okay. <clears throat> and you've got less than two hours round trip to Nashville. Yep. Okay. So you take that. Just Let's just say it's two hours. It's $4,000 an hour. You split it by... I don't know. You have eight people on the airplane. Yeah. It's not much different than an airline going back and forth to Nashville on that if everybody pays for Boom. the seat. That's very affordable, in my opinion. Yeah. For the services you get, that's very affordable. Because not only do you get a VIP lounge, but it's quicker. You're not going to the airport. You're not parking. You're not paying for parking. You know, you're not running in and, and walking through the airport, taking all that time, waiting in some giant room with all these people who could have the flu or God knows what. You get to come right in here, get on your airplane, go. What if you're flying with like three people? People see we're getting lots of questions out because this is stuff, Kevin. It's so common to you and your friends, but the average person, most people, I would guess maybe less than one percent are flying private. Right. A lot of people think it's just for the rich and famous. And yes, they do it, but they do it more for security than anything. Um, you don't know who's flying you on the airlines, you don't know who's sitting next to you, you don't know a lot of things. In fact, the pilots have no idea who they have on board. Uh, you fly private, you know, your pilots, you yeah. get to meet your pilots. They know who you are. Um, it's, it, you don't have to go through public terminals, but it's not, it's not really that expensive. Now it gets more expensive when you go long range and you have few people because you need a bigger airplane that yeah. costs more and things like that. But then again, uh, where the, where the airplane really comes in handy is for businesses. Um, if I have three, four meetings I need to go to. And one's in Chicago, one's in, in Denver, one's in New York. I could do all those in one day and be back home in my bed at night. If I did that on the airline, it would take me a week. Right. Um, and with bonus depreciation, uh, you know, bonus depreciation went is going from uh, 2022 to 2023 from 100% being able to depreciate in one year, the full asset, to 80% in 2023. And what does that mean? That means if I go spend, let's say, you know, I spend $3 million buying an airplane. I can depreciate $3 million in that year, which means most people actually are cash positive depending on their business. And if they can depreciate Correct. that much, if they have that much income, you can spread it over however long you want. But most people are cash positive in year one. Well, what about somebody asked about secure parking when you come here to the airport? So our owners have indoor parking. So they'll drive around to the airplane. They'll pull right up to the airplane. They'll get on the airplane. The line service personnel will take their airplane they'll, or their car. They'll put it in uh, inside in the garage. They'll detail it while they're here. And then when they land, the, the car will be sitting on the ramp right next to the airplane when they get off. Well, what if Eric and I bought a ticket on, on a plane going somewhere? We park inside well, of, of course, a secure Eric parking you, lot. We would, we <laughs> no, but... <laughs> The average, I mean, but when we come in, yes, you have secured parking. I just yeah. want to, so that people so understand. There's secured parking even, even if you park outside. We're gated. Um, like I said, the only people that are going to be here are the people who are supposed to. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It is. There's Even just flying a little Cessna around, get on the plane in the morning with your golf clubs in the back, go anywhere in the, in the, in the region, and then play golf, get back on the plane, and go. It is a lifestyle, and yeah. and I think once you get that taste, 
you never it, kind of go it's back. Hard, it's hard to go back. I, I've got uh, many friends that have got airplanes and Ferraris and big yes. houses, and they said, hey, if I if I got on hard times, I would sell everything before I would sell my airplane. Exactly. Um, I think the other, another one of my friends uh, coined it. He said, you know, airplane is like crack. The only mm-hmm. difference is you can stop crack. You can't quit flying. <laughs> I, I understand that. I really do. Abby is asking us, and there's a lot of questions, clearly, when it's a new topic. Could my family of six fly to Gulf Shores, Alabama? Hmm. Is, would that be possible? Oh, 100%. Okay, could you give a guesstimate on price? Um, and so, and they're asking about round-trip pricing. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I would have to have a calculator and put it together. I'll course, give you an course. estimate. Of, People are just trying to guess, and of course you yeah, can contact Strategic Air Services. Yeah, you can contact us, um, and, and we can give you a, a price on that. Now, I want to clarify, we don't charter. We, we do not have a charter certificate, so we do not charter aircraft out of Strategic Air Services. We operate aircraft for other people. Other people do, and we help them with theirs. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to clarify that so no one thinks that we're running a charter business right. out of here. Right. But but the 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 topic. But has, is there a is there a guess? No, we didn't get the. Is there a, like a guesstimate of per person? Because it's still going to be cheaper than first class commercial, I would assume, if you're booking be, together in a group. It yeah. would be comparable. Woo! It would be comparable. See. Exactly right. And it, it is an important topic because we see it every day for the last five days on Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, of how, to me, it just becomes too stressful to even consider commercial travel at this time of the year. And it we're really not does. pushing commercial. We're not pushing this private. We're just I teaching. <laughs> we're teaching you that there are other options there. out there when we see what's going on with Southwest right now. Because if you pulled anybody... Even if it, they would be like, oh, my God, where's the private plane now after what True. I just went through? So, True. So uh, over the last two days, I've probably gotten 25 calls for people stranded. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, everybody from business owners to professional athletes to different people saying, come get me. I mean, it would one say, I'm in the Bahamas. When can you get down here to get me? Yeah. It, everybody's getting canceled. Um, I bought two airplanes. I, I closed on one yesterday. I'm closing on one today. They were supposed to both be closed yesterday. Well, we couldn't close on the one yesterday because the crew that was flying the airplane up couldn't get back on the airline. Right. So the airlines are uh, the airlines are really pushing business towards us. First, it was COVID. The airlines are making it even. Yeah. Uh, with smaller even. seating, with just a, how yeah. how how horrible now, it really is. Yeah. Now don't don't get me wrong. You can make it a lot more expensive than what I'm telling you for your trip to Gulf yeah. Shores. If yeah. you get a big Falcon or a Gulfstream and you put six people on it, and yeah, I mean, you know, you might pay thirty, forty thousand dollars round trip, but that's a big airplane. It's not necessarily necessary. Yeah. That's more luxury. But you can get into a, something smaller to do the trip like that. Yeah, okay. it's not economy. Of course, we don't expect it to be economy flying. It's not going to compete with a hundred dollar, ninety nine dollar round no. trip out of um, Spirit Airlines or something. No one's no one's expecting no. that. But I think for the everything you get, it's so much more than just a flight. It's the entire VIP it's experience. experience. Exactly. We've got a question from the line. We're talking with Kevin Malutnik of Strategic Air Services, one of the owners here. Uh, ask Kevin about his opinion of the projected shortage of mm-hmm. pilots. Yes, it's, what is going on with that? With that story, there's already a shortage. Uh, we've been we've we've had a shortage of airplane mechanics, and now we have a shortage of pilots. Um, I'm actually working with a uh, flight school here at Spirit uh, called Elite Aviation to put together a program that is expediting um, 
pilot training to get young pilots through their training so they can start building hours uh, much quicker than normal because there is a, a pilot shortage. The airlines sucked up a bunch of pilots um, when they started flying again after COVID, and uh, they were throwing all kinds of signing bonuses and things like that, and um, it, it's been a problem. And the airlines had a lot of people that when COVID first hit, they retired a lot of pilots. So they went down, and then they sucked up a lot of pilots. And, uh, I mean, I'm short right now. If there's any pilots out there, give me a call. Uh, we're short at least three pilots. Right? Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson. <laughs> well, Eric, for our Eric. listeners who don't know Eric I'm way this. too old for that. Oh, you're never too old. For, I'm way too old. Eric does have his, you know. For people who don't know, not only is he super co-host, <laughs> bassist, he's also got his pilot's license. Well. But but for a lot of us old dudes, we did it for recreational purposes. Are you recruiting some of those guys that might have taken lessons around here? Oh. A serious question. I mean, I mean, one of my friends, Mike Bowie, he flies also. He he just started not too long ago. Could you go to him and say, Mike, hey, listen, dude, I need you to become multi-engine rated, IFR rated. I need you to become a commercial pilot. I need you to get this certificate, and I need you to do it in six months. Is that how do you, how do those you, conversations you, you even can. go? So I I've got an eighteen year old son that if the weather would cooperate, he would have his uh, uh, commercial check ride by now. Wow. Um, 18 years old, he got his private when he was in high school. Also, when he was in high school, he uh, went through Elite, through this program that I was talking about, got his instrument rating in 34 days. What? Wow. Yeah. Really? And uh, now he's done his uh, commercial in, in a very short order, but trying to schedule the, the check ride has been the issue. Um it's not just getting your ratings, then it's building your time and your experience yeah. mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but, you know, we've got some things set up here to help help people do that. Even people who, let's say you did retire, the airlines did retire you yeah. because the airlines have a mandatory retirement 65. Age. We don't. Yeah. Um, now, you still have to have a first-class medical. You still have to be healthy. Right. You know, we're not going to put anybody uh, unsafe in the airplanes, but... We our union. We don't have a union, so right. there's no union saying you have to retire at a certain time. And isn't that the lifestyle? I mean, would you rather? Again, I don't know because I just look from the outside looking in. But would you rather be left seat in a Southwest airline seat, a seven thirty seven, or left seat flying one of your those luxury Learjets out well, here's there? Here's the difference: when you're flying for the airlines, most likely you're based somewhere else. You might be based in Chicago, and you have to commute to get to work. Yeah, when you're here. Uh, you know, you live here, you fly the airplanes, the people in the back usually want to be home at night. So you're home at night. Yeah. You're going to better airlines or airports. Yeah. You're not going in and out of terminals every day, right. flying to the same places. Yeah. And you're staying in a lot nicer places. Right. Well, we've got questions that I want to get to you. First of all, don't you need 1500 hours to fly commercial? You need, uh, if you're a pilot. To, to fly commercial for the airlines. Yes. Isn't it like, yeah, it's a lot I, more than I don't know what the, commer- what, what the airlines require. Okay, uh, but they are hiring much l- lower time than that right now. True story. For right seat. I mean, I know, I know, I know people that have five, six hundred hours that are flying right seat for the airlines. That's yeah. terrifying. Okay. Also, Joe says, so if my kids want to fly or learn how to fly, you don't call Spirit, you call Strategic Air Services, correct? A- actually, if you want to learn to fly, you can, and I, I will refer you. But you call Elite Aviation at Spirit of St. Louis Airport. Okay, Elite Aviation is where you guys start. Yeah. Um, what? Why are we dealing with this with Southwest right now? We gave our synopsis in the first hour. 
and it was very popular. Kevin, what the hell is going on? You know, I wish I knew in detail, uh, but there, I know there's staff shortages, staff shortages in pilots, staff shortages in uh, gate handlers, everything else. But I also know that everything in an airline is ran is ran by computer systems. And when one part of that computer system goes down, it's like a domino effect. Yeah. And it can affect baggage. It can affect so many things. Yeah. You know, the other thing is, and I had a funny story because I had uh, brought a pilot in yesterday on an airline to fly an airplane for me. And he f- was flying in on the airline from Dallas and on Southwest, and they told him, uh, well, we're going to have a delay um, the, the, pi- the pilot for the airplane was telling everybody, we have a delay, we need to, we have low oxygen. Um, and he was sitting there, and he's like, you're going to delay us for four hours for low oxygen on an hour flight? And he said, yeah, that's just what, that's what the book says. Yep. And he said, well, that's where the airline people don't think outside the box. The captain has the authority to say, I want to... They call it MEL. It's a minimum equipment list. They can defer that. Mm-hmm. It's not unsafe. Yeah. It's not. It. That's why they have that. But pilots in the airlines don't do their own flight plans. They don't do their own weight and balance. They don't do anything. They no. get on the airplane. They're handed paperwork. They do what they're told. It's very mechanical. Yeah. Um, that's why there's a lot of delays and a lot of of uh, cancellations. They don't think. Yeah, outside the box. They just do what they're told. Is this a, is this a leadership problem at the airlines? Because like it's you just a said, union problem. It's a union problem. That's what uh-huh. I think. I think it's a union problem. Okay, so this whole thing, I w- we I was trying to tell them that the that this um, nor'easter that came through the weather system mm-hmm. that came through it threw that one monkey wrench in this whole system, and then it just exploded from there. Because like you said. If said pilot needs to be in sh- from Chicago to St. Louis and he's not able to do it, right. that one trip has now Phenomenal snowballed effect. everything. Yep. And so there's a little bit of it where I don't want to get too heavy on, on the airlines. I would like to maybe say this is why it happened, and if you're going to regulate anything, you start from there. And the scenario would be weather comes in, destroys millions of people's you know, uh, holiday. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you run yeah. that scenario? Yeah, as I, a leadership on in, in yeah a, no exactly I mean it's a combination of airlines the the gates at the airports along with the air traffic control system yeah we've got a pretty antiquated aircraft air traffic control system and you go over to Europe it's much different than what it is here mm-hmm. and it does need to be updated gotcha hey Kevin we got a listener whose friend is a pilot who posted this they're not saying the name Southwest Airlines pilot quote. I don't know what to say. Southwest Airlines has imploded. Their antiquated software system has completely fried. Planes are parked. Crews are stranded. Airports are filled with passengers. Volunteering to take the passengers in the parked planes. This is crazy. In the parked planes right now. They just sent me more of this. Let me go back up here really quick. Parked planes. As I was reading it, um, the message. Okay. Passengers in parked planes, but the software won't even accept it. Phone lines overwhelmed for both passenger and crews. I personally spent over two hours trying to get a hold of anyone in the company last night after midnight. A captain and I did manage to get the one flight put together on Christmas night and got people home. Kudos to the OPS agent, the apps agent and dispatcher for making it happen. We had to manually input a lot of the data 
and it took over an hour to coordinate with dispatch going back and forth running numbers. This goes on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, there's a lot of antiquated systems. You know, Southwest used to be the pinnacle of what everyone wanted to do. Yeah. When Herb Keller owned it, it was, a, it was the best airline out there. Right. The smartest, you know, uh, management group. They had all the same aircraft, easy to maintain, um, and it has imploded. And I, all of the airlines have imploded. Honestly, just like you said in the beginning, that's the best marketing tool for private aviation is go fly the airline. Do you think these guys who are trying to get around and do business, I mean, if the airline affects their business, yeah. do you think they're going to continue to do that? No. Right. We're going to do I, something absolutely. different. I would assume that you get a lot of corporate travelers. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of business. I mean, so private aviation used to be big businesses, public businesses, yeah. things. And it has changed. Yes, they still have airplanes. But a lot of, I mean, there, I know some CEOs of public companies that use the company airplanes, but still have their own. Yeah. And now we're getting a lot of individuals, a lot of private companies. I mean, we, we manage aircraft here for uh, many private companies. And, you know, kind of the new thing that's been happening that really makes sense for a lot of people is you get three or four people that want an airplane, but they don't fly enough to have their own, yeah. go together and partner on one. Yeah. And they each own, you know, 20, 25% or, or 30% of an airplane yep. and have access to it anytime they want. That's right. And the only schedule they have to worry about is their partner schedule. That's right. And that's really the way to, to do it, to really get in, uh, get your feet wet in this business. So oh, retirement. I would re love to. That sounds like ultimate freedom. It is. Retirement. <laughs> if you had the money. Retirement, you, you know, people who retire, they look at what is... You know, they might look at an RV or a tour right. bus or something like that. Those things can be upwards of a half a million dollars. Right. Obviously, they have to still take care of it. The gas. Is there a is there a point of entry that people can say, "I'm just buying a plane. I'm going to buy maybe a a Citation or I'm going to buy something a jet where mm -hmm. I can actually use it. Maybe a multi engine a King Air. I don't know yeah. what's cheap or not. But is there a is there a baseline where you can go, this is our starter kit. This is our entry-level plane. You know, it, it doesn't. Because that's a fair question. It, it is. It doesn't work exactly like that. You know, what we usually do when somebody comes to us and says, what can I afford? What do I need? We say, uh, number one, where do you go? Yeah. Because we got to make sure we put them in the right airplane. Because you could put them in a King Air, but they're going to Miami. Yeah. And it takes so long to get there yeah. that it's more expensive than a jet. Right. So where are you going to go? How many people are you going to take? You know, what is your budget for the acquisition cost? Mm -hmm. And then we have to look at operating costs. Right. Because you got to remember with an airplane, you don't just buy it and pay for gas and that's it. Yeah. You have to maintain it. The, In the a FAA pilot. And yeah. the manufacturer has strict rules. Mm -hmm. You know, but as far as the pilot goes, depends on how often you're going to fly. If you're only going to fly 50 to 100 hours a year, mm -hmm. you don't have to even hire your own pilot direct. We have contract pilots that we yeah, we have avail availability of that we are able to just yeah. pay a day rate. Yeah, so there's ways to do it economically, but you just have to sit down and have the conversation to really understand what the need is. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, go ahead. Sorry, now, Kevin. We have I like to get the questions yeah. when we have people asking some, and if you didn't want to get into it or don't know, that's fine. But we try to ask the questions. The question comes from Glenn: Are the airlines diluting the quality of pilots because of certain types of social equality? I haven't really seen that. I mean, there there are standards um, to get your ratings. There are standards uh, for your your training. You know, there are good 
good pilots. They're not so good pilots. Um, you oh, really that's you don't scary hear that. as hell. Hey, that, that's, <laughs> and I don't say that as in unsafe. I say that as in, you know, there are pilots that don't, don't really they blow care out who's the tires the on landing, and, and <laughs> you know, the problem with the airlines now is they're bringing in, especially in the regionals, they're bringing in a lot of these very, very, very young people. That's terrifying. That's in a lot of industry. I saw it happening in the broadcasting business. What about truck drivers? They're in every lane on the the highway. (laughs) That's scary, too. Not so much broadcasters isn't scary, but when you're putting your life and the life of your family in an airplane, (laughs) and it's somebody with 500 hours, that's terrifying. So here's what the issue is with that. I'm sure they can fly the airplane great, and they know all the emergency procedures if there's a problem with the airplane. That's not the issue. The issue is... They don't have the experience with weather. They don't have the experience with mm-hmm. a lot of emergency emergency yeah. situations. And, yeah. and weather is one thing that's taught. Tell but me about hard it. Hard to really teach. You, got you that have right. to experience it. You have to, you have to really fly in it with an experienced person for years to really understand weather. Exactly. Weather can hurt people more than an airplane or a pilot. Exactly. Weather, weather that's so true. I see ten knots on the uh, on the Metars, and I'm like, eh, maybe not. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, did you hear earlier? I don't know if you listen. We're listening to the show earlier when we had a great proposition that maybe we would just broadcast from the air every morning when you fly us to the Bahamas and all these. Different well, you already so you soliciting. You stole my thunder because <laughs> oh my when God. cancel this goes on the road, could we get a, a discount with one of the the, the planes <laughs> that you have back there in the hangar? You you always get a discount. <laughs> okay, all right. You know what? Go. This is one of the those. The show is going. I was talking. We are going to be doing a show live in Puerto Rico. By the way, that's cool. We'll, I planned that out last night. Can we fly a plane to Puerto Rico? Uh, hey, Penny's more to go first anyway. class. Yeah, we okay. go down. We go down <laughs> to right. Saint Croix and in, in, in broadcast right. No, I've got a great. Lo- no, very serious. I got a great location in Puerto Rico. We're going to go. Down okay, there. let's go. But this it. is one of those industries where. If you have to ask how much it is, you probably can't afford it. So that's that's the bottom line. That is not true. It is absolutely not true. Always ask. Yeah, always ask. The the most wealthy people I know ask how much it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You just never know. You may have a trip. Like for us, you may have something. Oh, here we go. Let's go do that. It does happen. It does happen. You're right. I think I don't. I based on what he's telling me about pricing, it's not an economy flight. Like I said, it's not a cheap flight. Like a lot of people take, and I understand. But it's it. I think it's a fantastic price. Quite honestly, if it's yeah. comparable, even if it, even if it's the same price as first class on a commercial jet, you get so much more yeah. flying private. And it's not always the same as first class. It can be a lot more depending on where you're going and how long of you're course, staying. Of course, of course. But you know, it's always worth taking a look. Oh yeah, At, yeah. A, a great point by Great White Mike. He says at some point the younger generations have to take over industries. Oh, the I, problem is the boomers are closing doors behind them <gasps> and not helping train, mentor, or even help nope, wrong. their eventual what? replacements. I'm no. not sure about that, but wrong. that's my great opinion. White Mike. I don't. I don't really see that. I I see young people coming up. I just see them getting pushed into positions where they shouldn't be a little quicker than they should. Right. Uh, is that obviously because of shortages? Uh, because because there's so many pilots who yeah. retired with the vaccine mandates. And so on. You can hire a 500 hour pilot a lot cheaper than you can hire a 20, 20, oh, yeah. hour. We pilot. don't want one of those. Kevin, anyway, my, uh, my second cousin was a pilot for American airlines for a long time. Great airlines. He loved it. They treated him well. I've heard recently from him. He's, he is literally, this is him speaking scared 
about where the industry will be in 15, 15 years from now because of the pilots, which we addressed mm-hmm. earlier. Is that a serious concern? That's a that serious you concern. That's a serious concern. Look at the concern on your face when you just said yeah, it. True. I, That's, so it's so serious to not just owners and operators. It's serious to the insurance companies. Yes. So right now is very difficult. Um, you could look at what the FAA tells you and the Federal Aviation Regulations on standards. The insurance company standards are higher. They're driving the bus right now because of these things. The insurance company will tell you, you know, hey, the FAA says this guy can fly right seat in a Citation Ultra legally. Yeah. The insurance company says, no, I won't cover you. Yeah. And insurance, if you put some of those younger guys in there, just like if you put guys that are older in there, over 70 years mm-hmm. old, you're, the owner will pay a lot more on insurance. So there's a real sweet spot, but there's so many people been shoved in uh, to flying because of the shortage that the insurance companies are backing off and trying to push push back. Yeah. And that means higher prices and less safety, I'm assuming. Well, it is definitely higher prices. Supply and demand. Well, I think the dynamic of the industry is different because back in the 70s and 60s, and you had the military. And that was really your lifeblood to the pilots, wasn't it? It was like yeah, F fifteen running cargo planes, whatever it was. Military right to the airlines is kind of how it worked. Now, and I kind of noticed this when I started kind of picking up the hobby. It was just these hobby guys, you know, private pilots, just like I'm just fine, just nutting around in the in the air. It doesn't seem like the Navy or is providing that much to the airlines, or there's more airline to to try to facilitate. And it's that kind of that bandwidth between the, the younger guys who might not be going in the Navy anymore and trying to get them certified to fly these planes. So, you know, there's still a lot of people coming out of the military trying to get into the airlines. Um, the problem is, you know, with, with the military, if they're fighter pilots, um, even if it's a twin-engine fighter, number yeah. one, they don't get that many hours. Yeah. They're, they don't fly that, that many hours in fighters. If you think about it, when they go up on a – on a flight, they might be up an hour. Okay. Where we go up on a flight, our average is two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not getting that many hours. And then even if it's a multi-engine fighter jet, the engines are so close together, it's classified as centerline thrust. So right. they don't get the multi-engine time. Mm-hmm. And multi-engine hours is what you really need to build. Yes. And they don't get it. Yeah. So they're not going into the airlines. The guys flying the cargo airplanes, absolutely. But, you know, a lot of those guys are going to – to uh, cargo cargo operators, yeah, the Atlas, the FedEx, the Amazon, yeah. the UPS. I mean, if you think about it, they're, they're flying the same airplanes, or I, you know, close to the same airplanes. They're getting paid more than they would for an airline. Yeah, so they're going to come out of this big cargo airplane. They're going to go down to a seven thirty seven, fly a bunch of people, making ruckus in the back where they can fly a bunch of packages that don't talk. Yeah, yeah and they pay more. We're talking with Kevin Malutnik, owner of Strategic Air Services. We thought it would be a great conversation today to talk about the airline industry, possible other options with private. Kevin owns a, a private industry where you can buy your own planes or get together with groups and fly private. And, of course, uh, some very interesting information there. Also about his concern, which is what I've heard from several pilots uh, we're running out of pilots, and it's going to be an issue in the next 10 to 15 years, a massive issue. We have some good questions. One of those comes from Glenn again. Do you have a rough estimate or guesstimate on the cost of training for private pilots? I guess I guess he means from start to finish. Start to as, finish. As you would for a, a degree in college? It's less than a degree in college. You can go over to Elite Aviation 
if you can do a lot of self-study on the the written part and the ground part and you're really paying for flying and you don't have to pay for an, an instructor to sit with you a lot, um, you know, you could, you're less than $50,000. I mean, you're probably less than $30,000 from start to finish. Yeah. To be a private pilot. To, to get your so, private pilot's license, your instrument rating, your commercial, and your multi. Yeah. That's, Damn. That's, that's amazing. Wow. But, but. This is where the this is where it becomes be a, a little horrific. Is you get your commercial. Correct me if I'm wrong. And to get into that industry, you're flying for maybe several years at fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars a year just to get your hours right. You used seat. to. Oh, really? You used to. That's so changed. where the people really are struggling are the ones that try to flight instruct to get their hours. Yeah. Um, and there's a shortage of flight instructors, uh, so they're having to pay flight instructors more, but. Once you get that, it you used to not make anything for years. Right. That's why people didn't do it. Yeah. And that was part of right your education. Now, I mean, I'm hiring people to put them in the right seat of, a, say, a Cessna 421 to build time so I can get them into a citation. Yeah. And we're paying more than that. So, wow. And a um, citation's a bigger plane for our average It's listener. a jet. Uh, it's a small, small. A small jet. We call it a light jet. Yeah. Mike, I, I mean, Kevin, I'm sorry. I don't know why I called you Mike. I, I saw Mike ask a question on the line. And a couple of other people have asked the same thing. There's that myth in which if you fly a small private plane, they're more likely to crash. Oh, absolutely not. And so no. I, I'm, I hear that so often. I wonder if you can clarify that. Yeah. So <clears throat> small private planes are probably one of the most safe airplanes to get on. And, you know, they're maintained to a level that the FAA and the manufacturer requires. But we don't do things that the airlines do. The airlines might, you know, take something off one airplane or defer things for a long period of time um, to keep airplanes going. Because you remember, the airlines are making money with their airplanes. Our goal is not to make money. Our goal is to operate for an owner, to get them from one place to the other um, in, in as efficiently as possible. And we don't, we, we don't, take any shortcuts. No one in, in business aviation takes any shortcuts. You've got, it's for example, you have a Ferrari. Are you going to take your Ferrari that you just spent, you know, $600,000 on and take it to a, nothing against Dobbs, but take it to Dobbs and tell them to change right. your oil and to fix your airplane? No, you're going to do, you know, the quality work that the Ferrari dealer tells you to do at yeah. a Ferrari dealer right. so that you have that in your logbook when you go to sell the airplane that's your story yeah so it's the it's it's different than the airlines the airlines fly you know you might have an airline uh one seven thirty seven for southwest that might fly oh gosh five thousand hours a year our average airplane flies less than 200 hours a year so the wear and tear on our airplanes is nothing like right. the wear and tear on theirs yeah it's an amazing industry and uh it's Pete Buttigieg, I'd love to hear what you think about this. This is the first time I've ever heard the government doing this. But they said that all the crap that happened with Southwest last week, now they must compensate everybody that they've affected. Can you imagine the nut that they're going to have to pay if that was even coming close to That's truth? not going to happen. Huh? No. It's coming from the top government official in the travel industry. They'll go bankrupt. Well, and then the government will give them money to bail them out. And we so. cannot let that happen. Are you for or against government bailouts for airlines? I... I I think that any government bailout is difficult to swallow for me. 
Um, As it is for me. It, it's difficult to swallow when they, listen, all they need to do is invest in their, in the systems, just like your listener said, you know, it's such an antiquated computer system. When a computer system controls your business to a point that you can't be effective, you know, then you're putting the money in the wrong place. But but the airline industry is an industry where it doesn't seem like there's a lot of checks and balances on quality control. Correct? I mean, there there, there they are. seem a little greedy. There there are when it comes to quality control on <laughs> the airplanes, there are. You have the FAA. You've got uh, you know the federal government and quality control with that. Quality control with the rest of the their their computer systems and things. I have no idea who has oversight on that. Yeah. Uh, but there needs to be something. I, I don't know why there's not one standard computer system for all of the airlines right. that has to be maintained to a certain level. Because there, you know, one airline will have a problem, then another airline will have a problem, and they're all in different systems. Yeah, it, Kevin, it, you it need to make a lot yeah, of sense. Kevin, Kevin's loving life as a private owner. But if you were, in, it sounds like you would know what to do if you were in charge. Exactly, of I would never want to be in the airline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I we we addressed this a little bit earlier, but we have listeners obviously on our podcast who come in and out of the show. I'm not trying to be redundant, but we just had somebody say, "Hey, a group or a family of seven to ten wants to go to Florida. On average per person, how much more you think you're going to pay for a private uh, flight? That's average. Everything average because I know you said it can go up and down and all around. How much more might you be paying? You know." It- it's it's hard to say because you say uh, a family from seven to ten. You can get a seven to eight passenger airplane and do it real efficiently. You get to ten people, you have to have a pretty big airplane now. So you know it's it's hard to say. I I would say within you know a thousand dollars of a of another ticket. You know when you look at the two. What? You, what that is so within a thousand dollars per seat. That of, is, of a first class airline ticket. Come on, man. That's quality of life stuff right there. For, that, for that, pulling into the the airport here, walking yeah. onto the plane, yeah. and then coming back on. Yeah. And being in, in this amazingly beautiful okay, lobby. I got gotcha. you. I, I, I will do it just so I can hang out in the lobby. <laughs> just want to drink coffee. I know. I know. I exactly. do, I do. <laughs> I'm done. I'm absolutely done. They got the best coffee here as well. You have a phenomenal lobby, phenomenal mm. things set up, VIP experience for people. And not only that, but people who fly in and out. Here at Strategic Air Services, can come in and see us because Absolutely. we have a big right viewing window. window right there. And your on-air sign is on twenty-four-seven. So yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. always on the air. Always on air. <laughs> I think we should probably turn that off. <laughs> it might, I don't even know if I've paid for that yet. <laughs> the light I have to check the uh, the balances there. <laughs> hey, you spent a lot of time with us this morning. Now you have a real job to do. Before we let you go, any uh, like parting words, advice about your company, what's happening with Southwest, anything to leave our listeners and viewers with you know uh i don't have anything to say about southwest other than uh, if you're stranded on southwest consider private aviation (laughs) um but you know it's not as expensive as you think there's a lot of tax benefits to buying an airplane and operating an airplane uh so take a look at it don't uh don't think it's for just for the rich and famous it can be for a lot of different people yeah it's the great secret Uh, kevin malutnik uh, owner of strategic air services all around good guy we appreciate it kevin thanks for taking some time with us this morning thanks guys you rock all right we'll let him go back we'll go bug him later (sighs) i think i think we should all apply to be stewardesses on that's you that's a (laughs) tab of the hassle (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, that's that's right. right
Why? Why the tennis? I was just misogynist. You'll get canceled. Very misogynist. So Tabitha. I was just misogynist. But at least, but at least I included two men as a stewardess. So that was kind of with the times. Seriously, that's it. Because you never know. There you go. Education. You don't say stewardesses anymore. You say flight attendants. Especially when the plane has a stripper pole in the back. Which some None of them, of them here do. But I, I love... I don't know about that. <laughs> you can have put you whatever fa- you want on it. Have one. you been inside the Falcon yet? <laughs> well, we did. Remember we had that pimp... I thought it was a fire pole. Well, what do I know? <laughs> we had the pimp my ride guy, remember, for airplanes in. Yeah. I know. At one point, which was phenomenal. Yeah. No, I, that is interesting. It's a great conversation. Oh People love yes. the interview. It worked out. The timing of it with what's going on with Southwest yeah. uh, certainly makes sense as well in regards to other. Hey, maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, I've had a chance to, to fly private, and it, it's an absolutely amazing experience. It is. And um, I, I'm not kidding. One of the guys in PRL, one of our stagehands, has his own plane, and he's doing the, the whole club thing himself. So you know what? Think about it, man. And if you, you were looking for a job and we talk about it on this show all the time, you don't have to go to college and get a liberal arts degree in psychology. You can actually do something where you make money and you have fun. And if you call the, the good people here, they can help you get on that path. Uh, John wants to know what plane that would be with the uh, the pole in it. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Some, uh, <laughs> so I, it would probably be the, Jeannie the Gulfstream. Said, <laughs> Jeannie says, I still say stewardesses as well. Uh, Deanna says, well, you can't have political correctness and freedom of speech at the same time. Isn't that right? And Mike from YouTube, Vic, he said you'd make a great stewardess. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's right. I do have a makeup kit. Glenn, not funny. Glenn said that was Epstein's plane. Okay, we got you. Um, Dottie says, if you were looking to fly private, how do you look up in other areas of the country? Not sure what she means. If you're looking we can to- ask. I mean, I'm sure that there is something like strategic air services in various well, there's parts a, of the there's country. Well, there's a company called NetJets, and that's probably the easiest way to do the, the where you would start your charter journey, I think. Cause in Net, other areas? Well, all across the country. It's a Warren Buffett company. You can probably call them. They can probably get you down that path if you wanted to. And by the way, if you have a plane, I think it's a, <clears throat> if it's a plane of 10 or more people, I think that's when they have the flight attendant. Because I've seen them walk in and out of the airport with the pilots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where we are heading back out. So. Absolutely. I didn't think we didn't have that question. I didn't have a chance to ask uh, Kevin, but we'll get Kevin back on again when we can. Oh, I loved having mm-hmm. him come in here. I learned so much. That's, he, that's the tip of the iceberg. One of the guys that's on this show that never shows up, he does a, he flies yeah, charter. Get, yeah, we're, a lot. Chris, yes, where are Chris you? Does. Man? Yes, yeah. Chris does. Yes, Chris does. Chris Absolutely. Knight. Chris, we miss you. Come on in. Wake, um, wake him up. Uh, but he wouldn't be. He wouldn't talk about this. Subject. Oh, sure he would. He would. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll try to reach out to him in our eight o'clock hour. We also. I also want to talk about that border situation, Eric. That you got into with forty two. Do people with Title forty two? Do people care? Do they not care? Uh, Eric Schmidt was promoting it as a massive victory yesterday uh, online. Uh, we've talked about the China lockdowns and all of the mass hysteria that's going on there. Something we also maybe get to um, electrical grid, which we. Tabitha always says we're two two or three days ahead of people. I, yes, it, it broke out into a huge news story yesterday, and I didn't even realize. I knew it had happened over the past couple of months in different areas, had no idea to, to what degrees. We'll definitely have to get to that. Plus, uh, we have our kickoff party if you want to hang out. Don't have anything else to do tomorrow night, 7 p.m. till whenever at uh, Winty's in the Chesterfield Valley. Not far from our studio, so we're close by. 
Um, I don't know. Do we do we charge for tours of the studio? We're, we're charge <laughs> for it? <laughs> no, <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Are we going to shuttle people over here yeah. I'm not from t- the party? I'm not totally sure what our rate would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin says my uh, flight attendant name would be Vicky. Okay, that's funny. Mine would I be Damien Fairchild. <laughs> Helping you uh, out all Dottie said one before we get to, before we take a quick break so I can go get a coffee as well. Dottie says, I do know there are charter flights to Cancun from just northwest of Charlotte, North Carolina, and the prices were very close to normal for commercial. There you exactly. go. Exactly. There you go. Interesting. It's so much more affordable than people think. I think we need to cancel this logo on the back of one of these planes so we just charter it out. I'm ready to go. I'm thinking right all the now. time. I'm always right thinking. Now. Let's go. I'm telling you that I was mean. I was talking about our Puerto Rico trip last night. I'm yeah. not kidding. If you I'm have to ask kidding. how much it is, you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. Hey, this is cancel this. Go to cancel this show. Please go to cancel this show.com. Share the show. Uh, let people know what we're doing. If you have topics, if you have guests, uh, bring them up. Let us know. We're trying to do it. We have, we have another full hour of this podcast coming up. Don't go anywhere. If you take a break, that's fine. Come right back. A lot more fun to get into. Scotty Gurkin here on the boards. Uh, great job turning the interview around, making it sound great, Scotty. Want to make sure people understood what he was doing. Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust back right after this with more. Cancel this. I love this job. I know, man. I never used to be able to eat on local TV. <laughs> Mandy, take it. <laughs> and now I'm not letting him eat now. I'm like, go. And he's like, well, <laughs> I said, hey, I'm ready. Then I stuck a little bite of a <laughs> Ellie, give me a piece of pizza. Is that one of the snacks from out yeah, in the, the lobby? Yeah, the kind bars. Yeah, the lobby is awesome here. It, it is a VIP experience. It I'm telling is. You. I have never seen a coffee machine. I've never drank the coffee out of there. I'm going to have to do that one of these days. But it looks like you could make anything you wanted. Like the Jetsons. You just press a button and out it comes. How, how do you not participate in that experience? I do it every 10 minutes around here. <laughs> the, the conversation we just had in the lobby was amazing. And it is. Welcome back to Cancel This. Canceltheshow.com. Share the show. Like all of our platforms if you can, even if you have one that you really like. If you're bored, go check the other ones out. A housekeeping notes again tomorrow night if you want to join us, 7 p.m. Uh, to close, Wenties will be out there. Our friends there. Sponsor of the show, official sports bar. They jumped in as a sponsor. Also, um, as Eric just said, and Scott, that was my fault. I said, let's go back on. I'm ready. <laughs> I, was like, I gotta what? go. I gotta go. Oh shoot! Yeah, well, With a maybe candy bar. No, that's the first. No, that's the first time. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever eaten on live yeah. broadcasting. By you the look way, good. I mean, it was fine. You know what? One, this one is t- the fastest three hours in broadcasting. One time, Why not? One time we were opening up for Kansas. Kansas, the big Kansas, you know, dust in the wind, the Kansas. Band. Yeah. Take you um, and uh, so it was in uh, Oklahoma City or something like that. And um, it wasn't in Kansas, it was no, in it was Oklahoma City. <laughs> we played with them in Kansas too, how ironic. But uh, we were we were playing and we got off stage and they started their set. And two, three songs into the set, Rich, the guy with the patch, you know, I don't know if you know Rich, but uh, he basically told them to bring the catering table up to the stage and he would come over and just start eating sandwiches while with, he's playing while he's playing with his Love left hand <laughs> we're just behind him watching him eat a fish sandwich dust in the wind is a long <laughs> song our mouth I know. <laughs> you need to take a lunch break in the middle of he it he just will look up hey guys how you doing <laughs> that could be your new gimmick Vic well there we well you know what it is an early morning show on a Friday I wouldn't be so against having you know a, a drink or so maybe uh 
you know, start a little early, have a little Bailey's and a coffee or Damn. something. Kickstart it. Oh, you're just party. getting all into this now, aren't you? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Let's do things different. Do you realize I was crushed and pressed and told who I had to be? I'm just oh, now starting to bloom out. Mm-hmm. I got it. Um, wake and bake Wednesdays. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll have wake and bake Friday for sure. Sponsored for sure. by Blue Arrow Marijuana <laughs> or your company, whatever yeah. we got. Yeah, All I things you can do on podcasting that you cannot do with I FCC regulation. And we're not FCC regulated, as you say. That's right. We can at um, least talk about it. You know, and you get fun. some of the best conversations. We were talking with Kevin. One of the owners here at uh, Strategic Air Services out there. We won't see the guy's name, but he's like, oh, man, I'm telling you, everybody around the country are calling me that has a connection to St. Louis for somebody who knows Kevin. I'm stranded. That's how bad this yes. is. I need to get from point A to point B. Can he's like, I've got an NFL player that needs to get somewhere very fast. Obviously from St. Louis to somewhere else. Yeah. They've got practice today. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, an NFL player stranded in this. We broadcast live out of the St. Louis area. Um, so this professional football player is like, man, I, at 430 this morning, I got to get back. Yeah. He's like, I got to get there. And then you have uh, other people that we were just told about and people we actually know texting Kevin. I need to get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Florida it. seems to be a popular place these days. Yeah, it is. Where else are you going to aim your plane? I mean, for real. If you're think about it, if you're not going out of the country, if you're not going over to Saint Croix or somewhere like that, if you just wanted to go somewhere in, in the United States and you have a plane in the Midwest, right in the center of the country, you're the bulldog, you're the bullseye, right in the middle of the country. Where are you going to aim your plane? I got Florida. Well, you mean right now? Right well, it's cold in Florida right now. Who cares? It's still Florida. There's no COVID shots or masking. <laughs> deep, d- deep Florida. Do deep we- Florida. Vic, exactly. Wait, is do Key we have West a contact cold? Number yet? Key West is not. Oh, I forgot. To it's get not it. warm for right what? now. Sorry. Thank oh, you. For contact what? For strategic air? Yeah, I screwed up. No, I had it scrolling on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, we already the whole got time. that. We're, we're ahead on. of you, man. I didn't see it. Yeah. We're golden. We're it was golden. scrolling the whole time on well, the bottom yeah. of the screen. Are people asking again for it? Yes. Strategic Air Services phone number? Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll put it in the text. Scott takes care of us. We got this. I'll put it in the comment. Thank you. Hey, speaking of speaking of Florida. Um, somebody sent us some information. We appreciate you letting us know, whether it's through Cancel This or one of our platform's messages. Um, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis and his administration in Florida are now taking a look at the same drag show. Yes. That, that was here. Yeah, since we brought up Florida. Was it the same one? I think it's the same it one. The same is. touring company was, that was out here. At, They're uh, taking a look at it because of what happened in St. Louis. And I sent you guys, remember the things the thing you yesterday about Anthony... Sabatini, remember that? No. Who's wanting to change the law in Florida because of this. Any venue in Florida that wants to have this type of show, he wants to change their rating, which is going to really, really... What do you mean? Them. So that would be in regards to what's happening with it being an all-ages show instead correct. of an 18 and, and older. That's correct. But Kevin, you know, Kevin uh, told me Kevin went to that show with his wonderful wife, and he said there were no, quote, sex acts on stage. Yes. Okay. And, it's the end yeah. window. So, but I, that could have been what they may have known that hey, we're going to be watched in this city. We can't do this. So I, I kind of wanted to apologize, but kind of uh, I want because I didn't know what the show was about, and I and I come on the air saying, you know what, let people live their life. I if it was sexual innuendo and sex acts, and I thought it was kind of like Moulin Rouge with guys is kind of what I was thinking. That's this what was it ended about. up being. I thought. Yeah, it was kind of. Uh, a play. And they made fun of Tucker Carlson. Okay. 
so Fox News host. So I think this is good, and I do think that it's time. And I think that the protests from the the soccer moms and the soccer dads is a good thing. I do. I really do. And I think it's a good thing that we we look at these kind of plays and we kind of challenge ourselves with the morality of what's going on with this country. So do I think that you ban a show like this? No. No. Do I think you let kids no. under 21 into this thing? No. I agree with I'm you. I'm done with it. And now I'm done with it. Because under 21? 18, 18. 18. Sorry. Whatever the, whatever the legal age is. So... It's it basically again it, keep the damn country as wholesome as you can for as long as you can and I think that's one of the and things. and that, in Florida I mean they're right on it Anthony Sabatini I sent this to you guys yesterday he said this is a great first step he said Florida must pass mm-hmm. legislation to classify venues with drag shows catering to children as a sexually oriented business and that will disallow adults from bringing children in. And so if you have, let's say if that happened here in St. Louis, if we had this law in the state of Missouri and we had an event like the factory the other day, the venue where they were going to allow children to come in. If they were then classified as a sexually oriented business, children wouldn't be allowed in. And this also came from Vic, the libs of TikTok, which you mentioned earlier, which Anthony Sabatini had shared. And it says breaking Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation just announced they are investigating the Drag Queen Christmas all-ages drag show, which took place yesterday, exposing children to sexually explicit okay. activity is a crime in Florida. Yeah, it should be. It should be. If you're, if you're, if you're exposing kids unwittingly, it's like, it's like this new trend. Hey, Scott, could you bail me out, dude? Oh, I just no. spilled my coffee. Here, I'll get it. I'll do it. If, if, I need a oh, towel. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Let Vic start to eat on live TV, and all hell breaks yeah. loose. It's all good. Thanks, man. brother. As long as I appreciate it. Hit your I think we're going to have to create a rule here in the studio a that you cup. have to have a sippy cup. Yeah, I, I probably need. <laughs> and one. not just You're you, fine. me too. Look, well, you know what? Oh, okay. Well, I've <laughs> got my cancel this. Yes, yeah. You what do. are you not using that for? I should have been. I just Vic, popped the coffee into Vic, that Vic, thing. Vic, Vic, Vic. You need to be a serious professional to be yeah. able to use one of these. <laughs> yeah. <Right? laughs> yeah, apparently I wasn't there. Scott, thank you so much. I man. never <laughs> allow myself an Dude, open cup. That's, I got it. I feel bad. You shouldn't yeah. feel bad, but you should feel embarrassed. I feel shame. You feel shame <laughs> and embarrassment. <laughs> it has happened to all of us. <laughs> it's all good. And it I happened to me a couple of weeks ago. And hey, by the way, if we do take one of these trips on a plane, we'll shoot video of it so everybody gets, because uh, people were still talking but yeah, Kurt, I do want to give you some too. good news. We'll have video of the plane trip and everything else. Back to back to what Tabitha was talking about, the morality of this country. So I guess people were listening to us talk the other day about religion, right? Whatever that religious topic was, having Jesus in your in your in your life. He called me up and goes, "Hey, <laughs> what? Er- what are you talking about?" Eric yesterday no. was talking about having Jesus in his life. Remember, remember the religion and how this country needs to get back oh, to. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you. Well, one of my one of my that. preacher buddies. Who is a legitimate preacher knows the you know Bible backwards and forwards. Basically said, I want to give you a little good news. I go, what is that? And he goes, one of the largest demographics that's growing our church, and usually it's a non-denominational church, kind of like a you know whatever it is, not not Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, whatever, but these non-denominational a Bible-based church. non-denominational. Yeah. My favorite ones, yes. He said one. Of, he something exciting has happened. And this is his his words that the youth, <clears throat> the youth, the the are really starting to drive the church again. 
that there's more youth coming into the church right His now. His church or nationally? Ac- across the country. That's what causes a revolution in, in the church. You know, there's a movie coming out. And I said the other day, I was very that. negative about it. Remember? I was negative. I was like, I don't see it happening. It looks like the churches are dying. He said, actually, you're wrong. He said the church is starting to reform again, and it's coming from the younger generation. Well, how that's been described is me, and I've heard that through the Catholic faith as well. The term that I've heard is it's leaner, but it's meaner. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Meaning that there's not as many lukewarm mm-hmm. people, but there's there may be fewer, but they're on fire. So it's not you're not Christian on Sunday and then completely yeah. <laughs> non-Christian the rest of the week. Well, that, Eric, it happened back in the <clears throat> '60s and '70s. They had that big revolution in the Calvary Church out in California, and I'll tell you what, it led to the creation of many of the churches we see today. So that made you think about what we were talking about. It just made me, and maybe I. Well, when he said it, I was kind of like, "Wow." He goes, "Yeah." He goes. Ticket sales for these uh, Christian concerts is way up. These churches well, yeah, the Christian are concerts. These churches are being bought out by youth ministers, and they're forming these new type of churches. It's very music oriented. Blah blah blah. This that and the other. He goes and he said, and I think it was kind of like I, I'm, I got the impression that it was like there's just a new vigor, a new fire. I pray that that so, is the truth. I do too. I, I do, and it's legit and it stays. That would be awesome. I do too, but I don't think we need to be legit. so. Doom and gloom about the church is what Who's I think. Who's doom and gloom about I think the church? he felt he was. Me. Right, yeah. You Me. thought you were doom and gloom about the church? Correct. Yeah, that's fine. All right, now it's time to talk doom and gloom. We bring in Tab of the Hassle. Boom! Ah, funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. The truth <laughs> is doom and gloom, I'm sorry No, to it's, say, doesn't it have is. to be. Well, Tabitha, it does have to be. It doesn't be. have to be. All right, well, then we'll do a positive story. How about that? I think that's a good idea. Um, the creator, if you have, she was on uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News last night. Um, say she and you brought it up the libs of TikTok. Mm-hmm. She has completely changed her way. And I did not even know she started a Twitter campaign almost two years know. ago. I had no idea. Keep in mind, she started the libs of TikTok. She is hardcore. She is the one of the most hardcore people in the in media right now. You know about her? I do. D- take it. I like your introduction. I can't think of her name. Oh, it's, it's Shia Shia Ryachik. Is that Ryachik? Ryachik. So she comes out. So the libs of uh, TikTok is basically the libs. It's their own words. It's basically here's a bunch of liberals. Take a look at what they're saying, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, basically she's just posting them. That's all she's really doing. I don't even know that she made a lot of commentary about them. But it would be like the transgender TikToks. It would be, um, you know, the C the. uh, the education TikToks of how we need, uh, you know, all of this garbage in our education system, whatever it is, whatever the liberal cause is, she just posted it on TikTok. And she thought to herself that it would be better if she was anonymous to keep the focus off of her. And you just, she's just posting these things. And the, she found out that the liberals were so violent and so just uh, ag- aggressive that she, I think she just said, I'm coming out. I can do more help. I can be more helpful if people know who I am, and I just become a face of what these liberals actually are. And it's 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 highly impressive that she did that. She has the now she has the potential of being doxxed. She has the potential. Her face is now on everything she does. But the but the bad news for the liberals is she didn't do anything. You guys are doing it to yourself. But it's on it's on Tucker Carlson right now. So if you go into Fox News or onto Fox Nation or whatever it is, it's the first time she ever did a public interview. The first time you ever saw her face. So that's she unmasked herself. Well, she technically. But here's what happened: she was trying to expose 
what's been going on in the school systems and how kids in the public school, schools that get money from the state, the indoctrination of kids, not just with arithmetic, as Eric talks about, reading, science, gym, whatever you're learning, about how we're going over into social issues, how we're getting into political issues, how teachers are allowed and encouraged to make political statements to kids in the public school setting. Well, here's what happened. Taylor Lorenz of the Washington Post um, outed her to be the creator of Libs of TikTok, and it was, of course, a popular account that yeah. trafficked in anti-trans, what they said, anti-trans rhetoric. Well, it, be, it, it came out there. She did her first interview on Tucker Carlson, and I think it's fascinating because she works as a real estate agent in Brooklyn, and she had managed to keep a somewhat relatively low profile where she was able to do this. Because we know in this day and age, if you're out giving an opinion, yeah. people will try to, quote, cancel you yeah. and, worse yet, threaten you and threaten those around you because they feel like they can be the keyboard warriors and they can do what they want. Whether they mean those threats or not, you can't worry about that. You have to take everything seriously. Hell, Tabitha was threatened yesterday on our show oh, by yes. a listener. Yes, I was. and With I, murder and having my mouth stitched closed. What? It was that bad? Uh, yeah, you didn't see that? I didn't oh, see them. Oh, yeah. No, this was... person w said I needed to be murdered and have my mouth stitched shut. Mm. People out there are violent, and uh, there are some very violent folks out there. Well, this woman who we were talking about, so she had her identity put out there. So then all of a sudden, guess what? She has death threats. She has people trying to come after her and her family. And all she was trying to do was give an opinion of what she feels is going on. Well, she says, quote, guess who step, stepped in and offered her a safe haven? Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Imagine <laughs> that. Guy. Good He's like, him. you have a safe haven at the governor's mansion. I've got a safe haven at Governor Parsons' mansion yeah. in Jefferson City. Almost as good. She's got one. And I know where the Bud Light is in the pool <laughs> table. <laughs> <laughs> She's got one. At Ron DeSantis's mansion. Well, more importantly, the state of Florida. And the state of Florida. So she'll be soon moving from New York to Florida. Yeah. You know that's going to happen. It's an amazing story because she did nothing other than basically play the videos that they're already making, pretty much. She was exercising freedom <laughs> of speech. Yeah. Isn't that a constitutional right? It shows so much courage in on her part. And I hate to say that it shows courage on her part to have freedom of speech. This country had better figure this out. I'm telling you right now. The cancelers, the doxers, the Washington posters, these people have found a weapon. It is nuclear. It is destructive. And it is not helping. And there is no protection from our government that says, I mean, it is literally scary that our government does not get involved and say, this is hate speech. If you go, They're if you, the ones doing it. Well, she was accused of hate speech towards black victims of police incidents now when you read liberal media as opposed to quote conservative media the stories are far different it's how people view things because she had a freedom of speech opportunity on a platform she was ripped by the left and now praised by the right well i think again again this is this is well she started after anthony fauci but is fauci. she still a liberal no she was never a liberal she's never lived i thought that was the whole point is that no, she libs started of out TikTok. as a no, the liberal libs of no she was exposing 
Okay. She was exposing them by using their own words. It's kind of like it's like it's uh, kung fu. It's like and she's been canceled now because Taylor what Lorenz did she do? outed her. What was her job? I, what was I can't real estate? Real estate. Real estate in Brooklyn. Bye. Go to Florida where you're going to make ten times the money. I mean, I guess you can make money selling the houses of all the people leaving New York to go to Florida. But Florida is our safe haven. However. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in Florida. That's all right. You I take will the bad stay with the good. here in the great state of Missouri. <laughs> the show me state, baby. Really? I Tabitha, the state sometimes of you say things that just make my my brain scramble. I, so you're telling me that St. Louis proper is be, is better than, no, than any place just, in Missouri? Well, there's a lot of Florida? cities in Florida that are pretty darn crazy. I've spent a lot of time in Florida. Where, where is a lot so of drugs. crazy? There's a lot well, of drugs in Florida. There's a lot of crime in parts of Florida. What I am saying is that here in Missouri, Missouri is a beautiful state, and I'm very happy to live in the great state of Missouri. Can you point me in that direction? I haven't seen that. Come on now. Missouri <laughs> has some beautiful, beautiful rivers nice, and parks. Nice little wineries. A it's a few beautiful wine. area. Yes, you're right. Well, the other part with Shia Rajak <laughs> is that she said she never did any in-person events ever, but she's choosing to do it now because she said that it, it's time. Over the past few months, she's like, I've done so much. She's like, I've helped educate people. I know that I've helped create legislation to tackle and take on some of these issues that kids in schools are dealing with and all of us in society. She says, I think I've done all I can, and now I'm ready for the next step, whatever that may be. Keynote speeches, uh, advocates for X, Y, and Z, writing a book, um, continuing her TikTok ways, having millions of people see her things, advertising. She's going to be set for life. She's set for life. And she's taking, look, she's doing what we're trying to do. We're trying to take a stand. We're trying to put our flag in, a, in, the, in the ground and say this is what we stand for. And we're going to have discussions about that. She's doing exactly the same thing. The difference is, is she's using their words against themselves, and the those and they're and they they don't know how to even combat it. I bet they don't. They're not used to us doing that. I'll We're tell always you exactly so complacent. How you combat it. You combat it just like the FBI did. Oh, conspiracy theorist. Oh, we're not going to cover that. That's gaslighting. Media's. We're not going to cover that. Nothing's going to happen here. It's gaslighting. It's it's uh, lying through omission. There's two things: lying through omission and gaslighting. When you gaslight someone, it's it's literally not validating what they well, say. Of course. When you when you don't cover something and you are the national media, you're lying to the American people. We need that information. You're not giving us that information. And that's what's going on here. And that's why that's why it's going to be very interesting to see shows like ours. It's going to be very interesting to see her, Tucker Carlson, all these people that are bringing truth to power, see how, if that resonates, if it sticks, if the government can actually fend against, because there is an onslaught coming back at liberals. There is. I mean, when we have the House and we, or we, when the Republicans have the House and start doing all of these, uh, you know, these. When is that going to happen? I don't think that's going to change. In 10 days. In 10 days, there, there are promises of having a lot of committees go against a lot of the stuff that's been going on. Okay. Good luck. You're because right. Most You're of the right. People, You're unfortunately, right. Eric, You're right. Most of the Republicans that are elected into office do not support us. You don't feel us. very good about that. They do don't you? support us. No. A <sighs> lot of the Republicans elected into Congress, the majority of them are just as bad as the Democrats. So you don't think there will be I hearings think we have on the border? No, to no hope. Real? Oh, little wow. to none. Well, we've had massive people listening to us, Tabitha, over the past few days. And of course, as we say all show long, 
Just remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell so you know how to do it. Share the show wherever you can because you know what we're trying to do here. And it's educate people, have a platform, have a voice with all the years of experience that we have in the broadcasting industry. The experiences we've had and why Tabitha may sound doom and gloom is because she knows from her radio shows and her experiences of running political campaigns what can happen. Here's my deal, Tabitha. Yes, the Republicans take over the House, Eric, as well. But they don't have the Senate. And they don't have the votes there. And there, it may change a little bit towards the Republicans from a media standpoint and some of the things they may be able to challenge or hold up. But I don't think a lot's going to change in the next two years. No, there was no red wave. There wasn't even a pink puddle. We had nothing. A people, pink puddle? People did nothing. <laughs> people did nothing. I like we're, that. We're too complacent. <laughs> Tabitha, Tabitha, in your doom and gloom, you managed to make us all laugh. Damn! <laughs> so look at that smile. And very look at that little smile over there, Tabitha. That's why Tabitha okay. is great at what she does. Um, mm. When it comes to the other stories, things that we were trying to hit before, um, we we forgot because damn, this this show, you never know what the twist and turns yeah. we're going to go with. Um, Tabitha, what the hell? is going on with the electrical grid system. We talked about how we were going to jump back into that. It is really wild. We've talked about it several times. I think every day It's this starting week. to hit the news because we were ahead yeah. of the game. Now it's starting to hit national airwaves. Absolutely so. And it should. And it's something we all need to be prepared for, including here in Missouri. Out in, I believe it's northwest Missouri. They're actually securing the power grid to make sure. Go figure. Exactly. What have we been calling for? Exactly. And I couldn't believe it when I came across this last night. I'm like, we've been talking about this for days. Finally, people are waking up. I did not even realize the extent that this was. 109 power substations across the United States have been attacked in the past eight months. There's 109. Something with that, and the FBI is on it. Remember me saying the FBI would be on it, and they are on it. The FBI is on it, and they're saying that it is a coordinated attack, just like we assumed. It is a coordinated attack. They think it is one group. They haven't identified this group yet. One group planning these attacks. What is going Electronic on? Electronic substation on paper is a very easy crime to figure out what they're doing, whether it's the CIA and chatter, FBI and their ability to do these investigations, Hit cameras that might be outside of these substations, and, and, Bindi, and it seems Bindi very odd to me. It seems very odd to me that we have no leads on who's shooting up these things. Okay, it seems coordinated. Fine. It seems like they would be able to have a perp walk already with the well, people that actually did this. We thing. have to remember, Eric. Was it Chinese? Was it Russians? Was it uh, right wing mm-hmm. extremists? Was it left wing extremists? Why do we not have? Police officers coming out. Now, what was it? They were shooting these things up, right? It was what? some of them were shootings. There were all different types of sabotage. There's no cameras. You know, our, our why are there no cameras okay. at substations? I would like to know that too. And now some substations are putting cameras up. They should have already had cameras up because, gee, we need our power. But no, you know, these substations, they're not secure. There's not somebody there working around the clock. There's Maybe this is almost never anyone there. Well, usually they're not staffed. No, they're not staffed. And, and it's going to cost a lot of money to staff. Well, so and you some, have 
And sometimes you're out in the country, like there's a fence around them, but nothing else. I mean, so they're a lot of them are very isolated. They're starting to put yeah, up cameras at these substations. Areas. A right. lot of them are in rural areas. It's it's very easy target, unfortunately, a very easy target. And people ha- are taking advantage of it. I don't believe these are separate people. Wow. I don't think they're random incidents. I absolutely, and I've said this, I think on Monday, these are definitely coordinated. And I've heard so many different rumors, and I'm seeing the same 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 talk and speculation on our comment line as I'm seeing in the media. And that is a lot of people say, a lot of conservatives say, well, maybe it's the FBI themselves because maybe our own government is attacking the substations because they want to take away our guns. I don't personally believe that. It's something people are saying. I don't I'm not think, there yet. I don't think <clears throat> it's a coordinated attack by our own government. I think that it is a group out there, like we talked about yesterday, wanting to create chaos and anarchy in this country it wouldn't surprise me if it wouldn't be a group like revcom i don't think who's revcom revcom is the revolutionary communist party and they antifa kind of spurned out of them and i think that these types of groups want to cause chaos and anarchy they want our power to go out they want us to to be left in the dark you know that's their whole goal in this country is to cause chaos and anarchy. But there are a lot of people who do believe our own government is doing this to us. I just don't believe it that. It does seem like this country is, is being caught with its pants down on a lot of issues. Yeah, thank It God. just seems like, and my, my God, my God, I'm not, look, I try to be as agnostic as possible. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Drew Collins, when Trump was in office, this country was running like it had so much. It was just synthetic oil in the engine. It was running smooth. The only thing that was really amiss were these stupid d- d- tweets that were coming out of the Oval Office. But other than that, this country was running like a top. It was running good. Now in the last 24 months, man, we are getting caught with our pants down on were a we? lot of issues. Power yes. stations. Oil refineries catching on fire. Um, food processing food plants. Food processing plants. Of them. Uh, um, speaking of which. It's just unbelievable. Um, we will be speaking to a farmer tomorrow yes. about the supply and what's happening. Also, I was told yesterday, we, we, we talk, we come up with what we think you guys want to hear. We take your advice, your opinions. That's why the show's all about you all across the country. If there's stories, let us know. We broadcast live out of the St. Louis area, but our stories are international, and we try to be ahead of everything that happens. And, and, and yeah, we'll, we'll toot our horn because a lot of times we are ahead of the game. We needed to revisit the situation with food, grocery stores, mm-hmm. supplies, and farmers because farmers, you know, you've seen some of the stories, you've seen headlines. But they still haven't gotten a lot of uh, attention into what's going to happen. Right. I also spoke to somebody, Tabitha, yesterday who tells me, <laughs> I know Colonel Joe was telling us, look out for 2024 with some major event. You agree with that, Tabitha? I was also told, just wait until you find out what happens with supply and demand of usual grocery store items in 2023, which is why we're trying to get a farmer on to talk about some of the things that are going on. Because as Eric says, we're taking... Body blow, body blow, body blow yes. from every angle you can possibly imagine. And as Americans, we've been conditioned to only think about one thing here, here. I want my fun. I want my comfort. Oh, I can't deal with that right now. I got to walk over here. Oh, I can't deal with that. There's like 10 to 12 different things that are going on on a daily basis. Absolutely. And you'll forget. And these droughts this past summer really hurt us. We had drought, especially here in the state of Missouri, Oklahoma. We have problems with our crops, livestock. I mean, we're really going to be facing some problems 
2023. If you were the president of this country, Tab, what would your first address to the country be? If you were if, <laughs> turn your TV off, no, that would be your first address. That would be the very after first I'm thing done I speaking. I mean, people, turn your TV <laughs> off. <laughs> what would you do to fix the? What would you? I, I'm past St. Louis. St. Louis is a lost cause. What would you do? And when you say St. Louis, you mean the city of St. Louis. You know that's right. Okay. What would you do if you were the president of the United States? Tabitha Hassel is now the new president of this of this joint. What would you do? What would you do? Where would you start? What would you do? Oh my gosh, there, there, there. We, we need. So I would be like Joe Biden with that stack of sixty books in front of me on day one. I would change almost everything. Otherwise known as executive orders. Uh, so otherwise is that known the, as executive. But that, mine wouldn't be blank. Is that the flavor of this country now? Is that you put a Democrat in there, they bring sixty binders in, and you just start signing. And then the, when the Republican walks into office, you bring the same sixty binders back in, and you just start signing the repeals of all these there things. Are, oh, there Seriously, are, see what I'm saying? There, yeah, there's so many. I, I would fire all of these Soros-backed prosecutors. No question about it. Put in some good prosecutors who are actually going to prosecute cases. I would, un- would you untie first? the hand of police chiefs and allow them to actually That's a community police. Thing. That's a community thing. I That's would not... reroute funding into police departments. I would get rid of these ridiculous social workers Problem going is out you, with police you give, officers. You give St. Well, Louis... that's not happening all places, it's but happening it is happening in, in some places. It's happening all across the country in Democrat-led cities. It's ridiculous. There, I would change this ridiculous two-party system that we have because it it's not working. It's not As working. But one of the parties just elected you president. Yeah. All right, so I would probably have to stage a coup to become president. Now you can never be president (laughs) after you just said that. Good job. I would have had to have staged a coup. She'll (laughs) she'll be wearing all black, trust me. Remember, I'm running for something before I die. I have no idea what it is. You're right. You're not? You're right. Never mind. Your life? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Don't upset too many people. You go, no, you're not. (laughs) You know, that is funny. You talk about running for something. Yeah. Because of how crazy politics are, I had somebody trying to encourage me to run for office last night. Really? Why not? I was like, here's my open closet. I've got nothing. Yeah, to hide. but you would be too. You would be too center of the. Ro- uh, you would be too right in the middle. You'd be like on the fence post. You, yeah, you would be. I would be I, worried. Which you'd is be fine, establishment. Which is fine. <laughs> oh, Tabitha. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'd vote for you, Vic. Well, here's the, and that's Tabitha. Fine. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but you're kind of on the edge of establishment. However, <laughs> no, and no, I don't no. mean that in a bad I, way. I am anti-establishment. <laughs> Are you? This is cancel Are this. You? Listen, I am anti-establishment, but I am pro-logic thinking, not going off the deep end, and fight, fight for your freedom. Let's kill everybody. Then you, then you wouldn't win. Maybe, maybe not. In that's Missouri, called, he would. That's called establishment. In Missouri, he would. <laughs> See, Vic would I'm be, just teasing you. Vic I'm would, trying, I would no, vote the, for you for no, sure. I, that's, I would be no. your campaign manager. You would have to, earn, you have to earn the right to go after. But the, the problem that I have is, as you say, there's, never, there's only two parties. I mean, it's, the revolution has to happen know, that you speak uh, of before there's a third party. I, you know what I would do on day one? I would get rid of the majority of taxes. That would be my number one. Well, you know, Glenn says that we're making more of an impact with Cancel This than we ever could if any of us were elected no question, in office. Because they would shut us down just like they did <laughs> That's Trump. a great point. No doubt about it. It seems like the independent party could form. There's three senators now that are independents. You would think they, they don't want to caucus with the Democrats you, forever. Yeah, no, oh, my no. God damn it. Then let me talk. Oh, my gosh. 
He's not saying whether it's a great thing. He's saying it could it happen. It could stem out of I something. I legitimately could see this happen. They you could are see... still Democrats. They are still Democrats. They are not conservatives. They're not going to vote for America First policies. They're still Democrats. They can't get rid of their Democrat title until they say they want to come over to our side and they are going to vote for America First policies. I don't care about well, those. Well, they would have to write a platform. They would have to, like, scribble it out on paper. They'd have to sign in blood on the bottom. And then they would say, this is what we stand for. This is our party. If you want to come be a part of it. And I think that that, that independent moniker is very appealing to a lot of people. Unfortunately, independent means a lot of different things. To, like, Bernie Sanders is an independent. But- and so is Kristen Sinema as an independent. And how do you how do you square the two? So you'd have to write that platform. I'm just saying, if there was ever going to be a third party, it would probably come from there. I think we need four, five, six parties. Not two, not three. Or none. Many. She, she wants to make it tribal. I think it's none. <laughs> I've got 15 tribal vision leaders here I, today. I legitimately believe but, the only way to save this country is to get rid of all the parties. You get rid of all the, wipe the, the slate PAC clean. money. You get rid of all the parties. You say, hi, I'm Scotty Gherkin, and I think I can make this country better, and here's the three or four things that I'm going to do. And you either vote for Scotty or you vote for Tabitha. And then you know what would happen? You would be assassinated. Yeah, well. Because this country is a can corporation. This, can this day get any worse? Well, this oh country is a corporation, and it's all about making <laughs> well, money. Well, getting us back on track, I will vote for the party that actually wants to put it out public and start protecting our grid system because it is important. And we're bringing it up, but... Are you hearing a lot? And when I say a lot, are you hearing enough about it to know what's going on with the grid system? No, we're not. We're not hearing what we need to hear. Exactly. And that is of major. And we need answers. And it's going to cost money. Oh, yes. It's going to cost money. And, of course, as we know, we continue to print money. We continue to send it across seas. We continue, as Scott likes to bring up, we pay for parents romancing each other and hamsters (laughs) getting steroid injections. And mice getting drunk. (laughs) Parrot love. We're, parrot love. We're promoting and paying for well, parrot love. think about this for a second. And we're not being serious about these other issues that are actual meat and potato issues, Eric, like protection of our grid system and our economy. Think about this for a second. Since Biden's been in office, I believe it's up to $11 trillion in spending, or it's just under $11 trillion in... in trillion. Trillion, with a T. Right. We it's are suckers. more in debt as a country right if, now than we've ever been in, if in our history. You were to, If you were to have creative legislation you could fix all of the problems that we have talked about on this station on this on this show i'm sorry you could fix the computer problems at all airlines you could come up with uh regulations that protect consumers at the airlines you could put ring doorbell cameras at the power stations (laughs) or whatever it is (laughs) at least to protect on that you could literally like Tabitha says, throw more money at the cops and mandate that every urban area has a police force that is able to not only arrest the criminals, but to prosecute the criminals. And close the border, area. So with all of this trillions with a T, we could fix a lot of problems. Unfortunately, it goes to causes that will never see the light of day. And only thing it's going to do as your new president of the United States, President Johnson, is going to raise the deficit It's going to make inflation much worse, and it's going to kill the value of the dollar. And we'll start there. That's that's where you have to start. You have to come in there and go, oh, by the way, this this ridiculousness that's happening down at the border, we're going to make sure there's a wall, and we're going to have a very inviting front door so they can all come in and put their, their paperwork in legally. Think about it. 
If you go to, if you go to a, you mean they have to think go to about a this. proper border security yeah. checkpoint. If you go to a port, and apply for asylum legally. If you go to a damn port of entry in the United States, you there's no guarantee that you're getting in the joint, right? Correct. If you go, if you say now, if you can stomach the water temperature of the Rio Grande, you get in here not only for free, but we will set you up somewhere in this country in all fifty states. Where do you want to go? Here's a little bit of money for you. Think about the difference in doing it legally versus illegally. Well, we, we did that under President Trump. That seems like a violation of your your uh, oath of office if you're the president of the United States, Vic. Does it not? It to is. To protect the border? It Isn't is. that yes. your job? No, it, the, the job of the president, what he signs under oath when he puts his hand on that Bible, is that he will protect our Constitution. He will honor our Constitution, and that is not happening right now. It just seems like... I don't know what, uh, yeah, maybe we need uh, uh, immigration reform, but it does seem like we already have laws on the need, books. We, we, need, we do need some immigration, and there's no reform, no question about it. But what we need to do is actually close the border. We need to vet every single person that comes in. We can, we, I think we need to fast track and make things easier for people who genuinely want to Let's come think about in. This I could not second. agree anymore. Think, think about, the, who said this on here? Can we do a can direct you, path to can Canada? Can you get into New York with... Nobody comes through Canada, can do you they? Get That's into, what I'm saying. Go straight. Just build a road from no, you Mexico can't. to Canada. Just let them drive through. You can't. First of all, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> they go Canada anywhere. They're going to turn around and drive down the same road. No exits, just one path. There's no fence between the United States and Canada. And guess what? No one's crossing He, he just brought illegally. up a great point. So when you immigrate, when you, have, when you are under some kind of tyranny and you want to migrate because you are being persecuted you go to the first country right you go to the first country that is going to give you safe haven right which so if you're central america and you get into mexico that's the first country you should go to mexico and wait for whatever you mean like what trump did where he had the wait in mexico point whatever you don't walk all the way through Mexico to come to the United States. That's a different thing. That's, of course it is. Now you're looking for economic benefit for your family, which we all agree is a wonderful thing to do, right? But there's an avenue to do that. The problem is, is now, like I said before, if you go to a port of entry, they take your paperwork and they say, okay, here's the deal. You have to wait in Mexico or whatever. We can't let you in here because it would be against the law, blah, blah, blah. Now, like we said before, if you if you do it the illegal way, which Biden is not shutting this down, he is going against his oath of office. And I don't know why in Congress somebody hasn't said you need to be impeached because you have completely dereliction of duty. Who's I don't gonna, understand who, that. Who yeah, is going you, to ask him? To, who's going yeah, to impeach what do you think him? About the, what do you think about Title 42 then? What it's about Final a farce. That's a farce. Thank Ta- you. It's far- Tabitha is right. If you come across the border, we export you back to your country. And guess what? If you do it twice, you never get into this country again, whether it's a visa or immigration status or whatever it is. There are no we consequences. Already, we already have that law. The problem is the Biden administration is not upholding then it. Then you we just made my point. You just made my point, Tabitha. Then it then it's a dereliction of duty. Would you agree? Yeah, I already said that. When, like I just said, the president puts his hand on the Bible and he swears to uphold so the Constitution. If it's He's a der- not doing that. Yes, he should be impeached. But unfortunately, the folks who are responsible for 
uh, making that impeachment take place are on his side. If it is a dereliction of duty, if it's a dereliction of duty, you want to impeach him because of the border. I yes. want to impeach him for a thousand different. I don't even know if he's the real president. He staged a coup. He committed treason against the American people. He really needs to be hung and tied up in this. Oh, when did what? Middle of the no, country. I'm not saying I disagree, but what specifically did he do for uh, the border? Is well, it just a, border? A, That's he one. violated the Constitution for sure, letting these folks cross the border. Okay. We, we don't allow that. He staged a coup. The entire election was nothing but fraud. It, it's ridiculous. Well, he he does not belong in the White House. You can't even convince, convince me he is in the White House necessarily. Okay, so well, let's, let's, let's stop back for just a second. But he let's won not, our fake election. Let's not go down the fake election path right now. Let's just stay with, let's stay with this. He needs to be investigated for a dereliction of duty. The, the law states a human being comes into this country and they're not removed or whatever it is, processed and then removed. There needs to be, it's kind of like, the, it's like if you're a criminal in St. Louis, you do a crime, you get arrested, they put you in jail for an hour and then they let you out without bail. They don't bail. even do that anymore. Well, that seems like dereliction of duty also. And here's why. These good people of Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, Texas, th- th- who's protecting them? Their businesses, their livelihoods, their 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 way of life. The United States is not protecting them. No, they're not. It's a but, dereliction of duty. Correct? But Eric, I agree with you. Tabitha, I agree with you. But we shouldn't be surprised because I've still yet to have a Democrat or liberal join the show or tell me. Let's say let's start with one really good thing the president has done. This is arguably, and I don't even think you can argue it, the worst president in the history of the United States, followed up by the worst vice president in the history of the United States. Why do we say that? Look at their inaction on all of these issues. You also have a situation where you have a vice president that is doing her own thing, refusing to listen to her boss, the president. Because if you remember, Joe Biden tasked her with the border. I don't even know if she's been on the Mexican side of the border. I don't even know if she's been to the legitimate border that Joe, that um, she Colonel has Joe Adams been to the border once, um, and, once or twice and done nothing to deal with it. She literally didn't even respond. She cackled to the situation. <laughs> She's a cackler. There's nothing wrong with being a cackler. We all know a cackler or two. And it's in action. Nowhere to be found when that's what's leading. And then, of course, you can talk about handlers and everything else. It's not by chance. No. And if anybody thinks any of this inaction, uh, irresponsibility, all the issues that are going on are just by chance, um, think again. And I don't care how much you may hate uh, somebody else who's calling out um, the, the Democratic leadership, the Biden administration. You better think twice because these things are happening and the country is in peril. Um, it's the worst we've ever seen by far. But yet you have people that say, oh, America's never been great. Shut up. Just shut up. Oh, that drives that's, me crazy. That's such a disingenuous comment. And it is only meant to stir the pot, to start trouble, and not get things done. There's well, a problem going on, and it's not getting any better. So I'm not surprised at what's happening, Eric. It's on purpose. Well, we've had a guest on this show saying that, remember, that this country isn't that special or that they don't feel like this country is that special. And that's propaganda. The quote was, when has America ever been great? Right. And it almost allows for all this bad crap to continue to yeah, happen as if it's always happened. And we have a whole new issue 
uh, when it comes to all these new problems that are going on. Oh, my gosh. Think about this. Think if Trump had been duly given his second term, which he earned, which he won. Think about that. Where we would be as a country right now compared to where we are, we would be in a different, completely different place. We wouldn't have any of these problems. We would not have all these border crossings. Let's break it down. This country hasn't always been that great. You're, You're a ridiculous piece of garbage. This country, by a bunch of guys with white wigs back in seventeen the seventeen hundreds, built a framework that got that let women have the right to vote, that let uh, African Americans have the right to a free life. Democrats that, will stop you already, Eric. I'm I'm ready to be stopped. Go ahead, I'll retort because they'll you talk retort. about those same people being racist. They'll talk about those same people um, believing in racism only being forced to not have slaves and having slaves when they wrote. The Constitution. No, that's not. See, that's that's true. But if this was <clears> a king, if if it was if George Washington was a king, which he was offered, King George, King Washington of the United States, and it wasn't even called the United States back then, King King Washington, he said no, that's way too much power in one person's hands. They they did they think about the genius of these people in the woods in these colonialistic cities having the forethought to say we haven't fixed all the problems of the world but we're going to give the framework freedom of speech right freedom of the press you can write anything you want think about the framework that these people put together that eventually led abraham lincoln to say all men are created equal it's right there we have to we have to free the slaves and then having the fortitude to be able to take on the south and free the slave so for people to say when has this country ever been great on day one. I was asked on if things were really that bad, Vic. Why didn't the voters vote more Republicans in? Um, fair point, but guess what? That doesn't do away with the fact that this country is in the worst part that it's ever been in. By far, Drew. All by design. Now, I know you're a hardcore liberal and you don't keep an open mind on a lot of issues. Well, most issues. Just because there were people who were lazy, which is an American thing. It's an American way. Um, and people get sucked into certain issues, uh, and I'm not even going to get into all of the other nefarious activities that could have or did go on. I'm not going to get into Maricopa County in Arizona, but you need to do some research, Drew, because you sound uneducated when you say that Republicans didn't vote. Enough didn't vote, and I'm not saying that every Republican issue is the right way, but I am telling you that this is the worst president and the worst vice president this country has ever seen, and you're bypassing that fact. Oh, it's not even debatable. It's not it's even quantifiable. Close, Drew. It's quantifiable. And you're being Drew. disingenuous if you think that there's somebody who was worse than those two as a team. Yeah, ever. and Drew, and Drew and they're doing it on one purpose. of the one of the great things about this show, and I wish that we would get there, is and I and I have a hundred dollar bill waiting for some liberal. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not even playing. I'm almost sad about it. I'm literally almost sad about it. We should that, frame it, put it in the corner. No, I don't want it framed. I want it to be organic and move around so that I can actually hand it to somebody where they, they school me and they go, this is why liberalism works in the United States. And me go, oh, damn, you killed, you killed, here you go. Here's another hundred bucks just because you did such We're a good job. We're open-minded, and that's why Mark, Mark Kaysen wants and to that, come back on with us. He's even talked about he doing was a, he's a, a, he's a but joke. Even he, he's but a joke. my point is this, is that he thought that we were so fair and kind to let him speak, and then we gave his points, and none of us agreed with each other. We didn't agree with him. He didn't agree with us. But the point is, is we accept your opinions. We'll talk about it. We're not going to treat you how a lot of liberals treat conservatives when they try to give their opinion 
uh, on any social media platform. And I think that, uh, and, and this is where I'm sad about Drew, our, our friend, Drew. Oh, good God. Is that, Drew, you don't have the ability to say, you know what, you're right. Kamala Harris is the worst vice president this country's ever seen. And to be honest, a vice president shouldn't really do that much. She's invisible. You should, just, you should just be able to have a coherent conversation about the topics that you're talking about. And you can't, you can't back up and say that Joe Biden is incompetent. Uh, Drew Collins cannot do that. He literally has a medical condition. I'm not saying it's a good thing. Are you talking about the mental illness of liberalism? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying she calls it mental illness. I'm not going that far, but that's fine. And I wish that there was a way that Drew could go. Look, let's let's see what we actually agree on here. But Drew has some of the most ridiculous. And and he's one of our Facebook followers. If you don't know who Drew is, he's coming to the party tomorrow night. By the way, it's good. He needs to be uh, because I think that there's been. (laughs) <laughs> I think there's been dozens of times when I've said, Drew, I actually agree with you on that. And, and I, Drew I, agrees with us. There are times Drew agrees with us. But that Mark Kaysen guy, a completely different story, Eric. That When I call, talk about liberalism as being mental illness, that's a prime example, and I don't mean it to be disrespectful towards Mark Kaysen, but the fact is he didn't even know that he's teaching socialism or is in favor of socialism he thinks what he's teaching is totally normal, and it's not. It was socialism. That's not He a, doesn't know the difference. That's not an uneducated factor. That is an on-purpose factor. Yes. Because we all know that humans, we as humans, can tell ourselves whatever we want to believe. And if we tell ourselves enough, eventually it becomes our own truth, even if it's the worst lie and hurting others. But if we continue to make ourselves feel good and tell ourselves that we're doing something good even if we're not we'll start to believe it. Yeah. And I and the only reason I bring it up and I and I kind of get vilified for that on this show. I'm always asking a question not because I think I'm right. I literally want somebody to tell me on the other side. This is why you're wrong, Eric. And me go, "Oh. Okay, that makes sense. I want to have that banter. I want this show to be that banter to where maybe the people that are a little more conservative can go, all right, I can see your point. I can see your point. But it has to be it has to point. be reciprocated. It has to be reciprocated. So you're saying that you want me to agree with you more? <laughs> I, I want you to stop being so snarky. I'm not gonna dumb myself down <laughs> to agree with you more. Great white Mike says Kason is a nut job. One of the reasons I don't listen to oh, I didn't even say that. I don't want to rip other people. I'm not gonna continue there. Um Mark knows exactly what he's doing, um, no doubt about it. Karen, have a great day for Cancel This. Um, John says there is no way that liberalism is a mental illness. Um, I have several liberal John, family members. we're going to me- fight about that. I have several liberal family members, and their opinions need to be listened to. That's what this show is about. We need to listen to everybody. It is. And, and I think, and I, and I mean it whenever I say it to Eric, I think the majority of people are right on Eric's side. I really do. Because well, I think Eric common speaks sense is, for the, the general population. Common sense is the disinfected to liberalism. Common sense. There's a bumper sticker. You can put the cancel this logo right on there it. it is. Common like sense it. is the antiseptic to liberalism. Boom. There you go. Boom. I like it as well, my friend. Guys, this is the three hours, the fastest three hours of broadcasting you're going to find anywhere. Uh, live podcast, 7-ish to 10, every day, Monday through Friday. CancelTheShow.com. CancelTheShow.com. Continue to share the show. We continue to grow on a daily basis. We love it. The interviews continue. We'll continue to do our best to keep this going. Once again, if you want to join us tomorrow night, um, Drew, you're welcome. You can bring your friends, too. Yeah, Drew, show up, man. 
Drew, I'll, Drew, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you one too. We'll get you drunk, but and maybe if, you'll become a Republican. No, I don't know if he drinks, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you would try. You'd like put a. Oh, I would get him lit. No, you'd put a "Make America Great" hat on him. When yes, you take, and, and take I would take pictures. a picture. Of course you would. And you I would send it to Kamala Harris. I've already started online on our comment feed, Eric. Eric for president. Your I don't campaign know how far has going to go. <laughs> <laughs> About the end of the comment line this show. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, you've been elected president. What? I was yeah. joking. Yeah. I would what? do I would do eruption on base for my What about for my, my guys Wednesday speech. night out? <laughs> you would save the country like the movie Idiocracy. And and that's a positive thing. If you've not seen the movie, you don't understand that, but Oh, I've seen it. It would be a, a fantastic thing. Watch the Got next it. comment. It's, he hasn't seen tw- 2000 mules, but he's seen idi- Idiocracy. That's how I roll. Guys, thanks for joining us. We can't wait to join you tomorrow. Have an awesome hump day, December 28th, for Scotty Gurkin and Eric Johnson, Tabitha Hassel. I'm Vic Faust. This is Cancel This. We'll see you next time.